Greetings and welcome to the Soul Citizens. And it is another Sunday where we are back. Only this is only two more Sundays before the end of 2020. And I am here with uh, some of the coolest cats in the Soul Citizen universe. Uh, we are here today, guys. Thank you all for joining us. Ow! I feel good. Oh my God. Vengeful. Thank you. Right off the bat. Oh, wow. One month here. Thank you for that subscription. Kicking us off the right way. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm back here with my illustrious uh, friends. Uh, we're here today to talk to you guys about the topic of holiday wishes in Soul Citizen. And we know that all of you all have wishes and dreams and desires for soul citizen the game and for squadron 42 and so today we're going to try to highlight uh some of those things and get your thoughts as well as the thoughts and feelings of our illustrious panel so let me start with i guess directly to my left the, the one and the only special k he's sitting there making notes already colossal <laughs> what's going on hey guys it's good to see you guys uh welcome aboard um can 2020 end soon enough no you don't want it to end <laughs> come on why would you want 2020 to end it's been a great year <laughs> bring, pyro bring me pyro, bring me pyro. Bring me, bring me. okay all right i guess that's a good reason for the next year to come okay <laughs> And next to him, we have the man himself, always dressed to the nines, the professor, Kimmy65. Kimmy, what's up? All right. What's up? What's up, chat? 07. Cheers to uh, uh, Sig for a great year. Cheers to the community to hold the ground and keep this best damn space sim ever going. Appreciate it much to y'all. Happy holidays to everyone. All righty, all righty. And last but not least, the man from the West Coast, the man with the most, 10th Sigma. What's up, brother? Uh, happy to be here. 07s, everybody. Going to be a good show today. You know, I just dawned on me that uh, Kimmy has a background of something that looks like it's kind of nice and sunny and comfortable because he's on the <laughs> East Coast and in the South. And 10th, you've got like that straight up Northwest uh, cold thing going on. Is that like a subconscious yeah. thing that y'all just kind of gravitate to the know, backgrounds? That's weird, huh? I just want to pay. I just want to pay note that I am doing social distancing because I'm staying inside. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Yes, sir. I see it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's on Griff. Yeah, it on. is. It is. You're right about that. Well, I gotta say, um, I'm I'm glad to be here with these brothers today. Um, you know, it's been a really uh, interesting year for us with the Soul Citizens. And uh, these these brothers have really been faithful, not just them, but all of our team, uh, Seer, GG, Fastcart. Uh, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Who am I forgetting? Did I name everybody? Seer, Seer GG, Fastcart. GG. Oh, Unique. Yeah, Unique. Uh, uh, yeah, they, I mean, these folks have really been committed and hung in this year, in, in a very tough year. Uh, and as you guys know, there's been a lot going on. But yeah, th th but it's been really great to, to be able to have work with these guys and, and really share with you all our community, like Kimmy said. And we really do appreciate all the support you guys have given us. So we want to get into this topic, holiday wishes. Um, I'm going to kick it off right off the bat. There's, as you guys know, there were two videos that came out this week. Kimmy and I and, and, uh, and Dig That talked about these on Friday. But I want to kind of go through them a little bit. I'm going to go through at least half of one and all of the other one. Uh, the first one is the one that came out uh, called The Assault on Stanton. And that one kind of was just basically the piece that CIG did to display what was in Update 312. So I want to kind of go through that. And then I want to talk a little bit about it with these guys and talk about, you know, 
are there any aspects of this particular patch that really meet their holiday wishes for the game? So without further ado, let's take a quick look at that piece and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. I'm going to start on the far end down there and work my way back toward me. Uh, Tenth, give me some feedback. Anything in there that you saw part of 312 that kind of meets your holiday wishes for things you were looking forward to in Star Citizen? You know, I'm going to save my top tier gifts for later on. Okay. Um, but the one thing that stood out to me was um, in the past, I, I had done a lot of mining, right? I was kind mm -hmm. of a primary form of uh, generating some income. And... Um, it was cool to see, uh, and I haven't jumped in to see it yet in person, but cool to see the new improved uh, mining UI. Uh, I think when we were looking at, I think that was a prospector that might have been doing the deal. Um, it looks like the uh, the threshold level kind of is on the side mm -hmm. with the with the control for the throttle or for mm -hmm. the for the intensity of the laser on the left mm -hmm. um, is what it, it seemed like. And so I think that that you know to have both of those. Uh, Cluster those two instruments right there in your face while you do the the mining. Mm -hmm. it, that's awesome because previously it used to be down the, the bottom left, and so um, that's really cool to see. Or, or the bottom right, I can't remember now. But mm -hmm. that was yeah, particularly interested in trying that out. Okay, cool. Kimmy, how about you? Uh, just to say to add to what uh, Tim said, the the mining UI is is outstanding, and the fact that it's building blocks. Uh, in the game now, which will lend to that stability to these user interfaces that we have in uh, mining. And it, and it dialed it up. It's a little harder. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, I'm easy. It's Give me the little Lagrange points. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it was the <laughs> factor. Okay. It was just that simple. Mm -hmm. A lot of wow factor there for you with the Lagrange points. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And the Colossal, what about you? Uh, I have to agree with both Tenth and Kimmy in terms of the mining because I'm a huge miner myself. So it was very, very refreshing to see them put uh, the things that the all because all of us are testers, every last one of us, mm -hmm. every last one. And it was good for them to implement those things that we've kind of asked them to do or they even felt the need to go ahead and do. I, I am going to add the tractor beam because I think that was long overdue, but exciting to see that they put the first iterations out of it because there are certain ships that are able to be, they're going to be able to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see them move that tech from a handheld to the chips. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to go ahead and, and throw out major props to CIG for that cloud tech. 
major props mm. because that is amazing. And just to fly through it, um, don't forget the um, the shieldings that, that, that if if that's coming in there, I believe the new shielding specs that you see with the different variations of different colors and things like that. I just I, I know that's more than one, but you can't help but just to add those other things along with it because three twelve is coming with a lot of aesthetics in the game that I think is just quite impressive. It's mm. cool. Okay. Yeah, it's so colossal. What, uh, colossal said there's a lot more to that uh, cloud tech. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tim. No, I was just going to bring it back to Griff. Go, go ahead, Kenny. Well, just uh, the cloud tech itself, I think it's going to transform and it's going to be, it's the first iteration of a lot of things. When we're talking about real nebulas that, that work, that will confound your uh, user interfaces, as well as the gas tech that will supply uh, the gas giants to Orson itself. So, it's going to transform and it's going to be, be it's going to become a bigger uh, a, a layer of, of gaming tech that's going uh, that's coming for next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tim, you want to say something? Go ahead. Griff, we didn't even say uh, the first iteration of um, Reputation, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's in the yeah. game now. Yeah. So I have not uh, dabbled, dabbled in that, but I'm definitely interested. Uh, to see how that uh, how that leads in terms of your progress with the UEE or, or other um, organizations. Yeah, well, yeah, you, yeah. you stole my thunder because that's where I was going to go was <laughs> reputation. Uh, All right. Well, and, and, and I don't want to, and actually that was, it was reminded to me, I posted it today. Morphologist put out a really good video about 312 today. If you guys get a chance, take a look at it. And that was the area that he focused on, which made me rethink my focus. Uh, because reputation, like Kimmy said, even in, in, with the cloud uh, technology that's being put in, these are things that are much more far-reaching than what's on the surface. You know, when people first hear about reputation, they think, okay, what's the big deal? <clears throat> but reputation is not only going to impact uh, NPCs and missions, but it'll also be the way we determine whether I want to hire you. You know, whether or not yeah, uh, I yeah, want you yeah. flying my ship or engineering my <laughs> ship or whether I can trust you with a job. So wow. this th is, is was mentioned that that very first iteration of this is definitely a factor. But since you took Reputation Colossal, the one I will compliment both Kimmy and Tenth on is the mining enhancements with UI and the refineries, because that has now moved us to a final, a closer step to finally wrapping up this mining career. So, you know, it's just one more step in that area. And thankfully, unlike Cargo, which came in with just the graphics, Refinery came in with the graphics and the mechanics working, which is awesome. So that gives us it not something better. just to look at, but something that we can actually start using in-game right away. So as far as I'm concerned, um, they, they did a great job with this one. Um, and it's kind of funny. Um, you know, we hear people saying, uh, sometimes on the, on the roadmap, there's this thing of people saying, well, there's nothing in the patch. And yet and still, we, and I mean, for those of us who've been around long enough, we know that the roadmap kind of outlines the main things, but then there are also those things that get thrown in that everybody forgets about or doesn't pay attention to. No, none of us happen to mention the issue with the Idris, which a lot of people are spending time with in the game right now, right? That was another piece that got brought in. Uh, Kimmy told the story. Kimmy, can you tell the story the other day with, with your introduction to the interest in the game? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> the little box that could. And, and I say little box that could. It's me really trying to push the, the Aurora LN to to a level where, you know, if I run into trouble, I'm going to try to I'm gonna be my best at handling that ship and be formidable. So here I am going through 
um, getting certifications for bounty, being a bounty hunter, a tracker. So I'm, I'm building up. And so I'm, I'm running through these things successively. And all of a sudden, I, I had this one last mission. And then all of a sudden, I noticed there's three to four enemies or pirates in the, in the area. So I, I commence to engage. I'm wiping them out. And I take out two. And then uh, next thing I know, I notice there's two or three cutlass blacks that are in the field. Then all of a sudden, this big ship, you know, I noticed this big ship on the radar. And I'm looking and I'm firing on it. And... And I'm getting close, and I say, oh, man, they, they dropped the hammerhead on me. Okay, that was cool. That was really cool. And then all of a sudden, I'm just, <laughs> it's just I'm staring at it because it's like, okay, this is uncommon. You know, I'm, a, I'm in an aurora, and it, they're sending a hammerhead, and I'm thinking how to strategize. So it's, you know, basically, I wanted to strafe behind it. So I'm, I'm going towards it in hopes of getting around and in, into in the back of it. And as I get closer... I'm saying to myself in unbelief, uh, is this an Idris? And I and I and my mind is refusing, you know, to believe it because <laughs> because based on what Sig told us, it's part or it's not going to happen until we see a, a lot of trouble and then it will spawn. And I've seen uh, some of the streamers try their darndest to get it to spawn. I mean, huge numbers of players in one instance trying to get it to spawn. And so I'm getting closer and closer, and and then the once that reality hit me, and I'm like, am I crazy? What am I doing? And so I'm firing on it. Yeah, I'm getting hits on it. I'm I'm it's my hits are registering the the uh, the shields, and I'm staying. I'm doing my best to stay out of its way, but but it wasn't correlating. You, I'm not gonna have any effect on that ship. I'm not gonna have any effect. But it was beautiful to see. And I inadvertently hit a key on my uh, keyboard, and I powered off for a moment, and I'm scrambling to uh, power back up. One, two, and that was it. I exploded. Two hits. One, two, right back to back, and it was the, it was done. It was over. Now, tenth, the difference between me and Kimmy is he accidentally uh -huh. hit his power button. <laughs> when I saw that Idris, I would have intentionally hit my power button Forget to try it. to Forget avoid that thing spotting me in the sky. <laughs> and I, I cracked up because I said, this brother's a hero. He's still shooting at that thing while it's <laughs> coming at him. You know, I'm like, okay, you know. With Aurora, you got to dodge me, sir. Dodge me. No, no effect. Aurora have no effect on it. So, so let me go to let me go to this question because this is a subject that comes up. And Kimmy, I actually ap appreciate the fact that Kimmy said he's been. I know this sounds so weird. He's been in an Aurora trying to perfect not only his firing but lay you know his equipment, everything about this particular ship to do missions. <clears throat> and I'm going to say this because, as you guys know, this week there's it was a big controversy because CIG decided to change the respawn times for ships and introduce oh. assurance. Now they've they've recalled that now from my understanding they've pulled back on it. So there are a lot of us who were like, "Wow, that's great." There were a lot of people who were like, "Oh my god, no." I do agree with the fact that people who worry about a 30k if they're doing something and then they lose their ship because of a 30k that is unfair to them. But I think we've talked about it on the show that this has been long time coming that this was going to come where when a ship gets lost that the the times would extend and the amount of money it would cost to get your ship back would increase. And they just gave us a taste of it this week. And this goes to why we said long time ago, 
that, yeah, you guys own big ships, not just you guys, we all own big ships, but there's going to be a lot of people at the beginning of this game flying in what, Kimmy? Auroras, <laughs> right? They're going to be in their starter ships. Because if you noticed what happened, and you guys in chat may have noticed this, if you had a smaller ship, your reclaim times were lower. The amount of cost that it took you to get your ship back was lower. I own, and me and me and Tenth, we're 890 jump owners, right? A 890 uh, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear you, Griff. What did oh, you say? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tenth Sigma and Griffin Gaming RPG happen to both be uh, profound owners of one oh. of the greatest and most illustrious ships in the game, the 890 oh. Jump, made by Origin oh, Jump Labs. Is that better? Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought <laughs> okay. And now, now, here's the game. <laughs> and if you were to look at the sheet for if your 890 got destroyed, it would take four and a half hours to get that ship back. Now, oh my God. if your pockets are deep and you say, hey, I'll expedite my ship, it would cost you 40,500 UEC to get it back. And you still yeah. had oh. to wait an hour to get it. Now, does that bother me? No, it doesn't. Because I knew that when I got that ship, that that was gonna be a part of the deal. I knew it was gonna happen. So let me throw this out to you guys. Give me your pros and cons. Do you think that uh, that CIG should introduce this? That they should have pulled? I mean, without the 30K things, I, we get the whole 30K thing. Do you think that the players are ready for this? Uh, and how do you think it may affect the way people play the game at this point? You got you to gotta put this thing on at some point. Um, because like, uh, like uh, Colossal was saying earlier, we're all testers, whether we want to believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think... You can debate on the timing of something, mm -hmm. right? Like you can say, well, now is the time because we're, we're too focused on X, Y, Z thing, mm -hmm. right? But that's just a matter of perspective, right? As a, as a tester versus a developer. But at some point, you're going to have to say, this is going to be a staple of the game. And, and the, uh, the cost of owning that type of ship mm -hmm. is going to have to be considered when you purchase. And we talked about it before, right? When you purchase and when you take it out, you know, what kind of, what kind of revenue you want to generate with it. So, you know, I, I'm ready for it. I mean, timing wise, you know, that, that we could talk about that forever, but mm -hmm. you're going to have to do it. And I think seeing a little bit of it now is going to give you a taste of the first iteration and refining throughout, but that's mm -hmm. where I would land on it. Yeah. Kimmy, it's interesting. Both Shady Phase and uh, Admiral Kusanagi both seem to be in the same direction. Shady Phase says it's too early for what insurance will be, but the, the taste that people got is better to make them think because that's still the plan for the future. And then Admiral Kusanagi yeah. says, yeah, they changed it back like 40 to 50%, but that's stupid. Just change it and make it closer to what it's supposed to really be. Um, do you think that the community is going to embrace this change? Because uh, I don't know if is CIG just responding because of the argument of 30K, or are they maybe caving in a little bit because they caught people off guard with it? Well, actually, I would I would have to say to you all, to be honest, I, I'm a little compromised on that one because actually I saw when that actually hit Reddit and it hit Spectrum and it blew up, and I did see Tyler Wicken's re response to that. Mm -hmm. uh, and <clears throat> based on what he said and... And what I interpreted, mm -hmm. well, one of the, uh, a few of the uh, backers were saying, hey, this is ridiculous as to what the gentleman was saying in the chat that, hey, this is ridiculous because we're catching 30Ks or I spawn and I fall through X, 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 Y, and Z. And then I have to respawn again because of a, a glitch mm -hmm. or a, a bug mm -hmm. and I'm penalized. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they were really hot about it 
and they kept going back and forth with Tyler on that. Mm -hmm. And so Tyler's response was that, yeah, we, we're going to, we're, we're going to look at this process going forward, but till then we need to get that in game and see how it works to, to ensure that it's going to work right uh, going forward. And once they have that, I believe dialed in, they mm -hmm. can make modifications as to uh, mm -hmm. getting things right. Mm -hmm. Yes. So basically, he's he's kind of saying that no, we're not going to change it right now, mm -hmm. because we need to see it work for these large ships, and then and and get a, a get the correct metrics on the balance. And mm -hmm. once they do, then they can look at okay, you're thirty king. Let's let's change that metric. Let's modify it. Until then, we we want to get some uh, some some stability on this. So okay. it's it's an ongoing thing right now. Okay, colossal. Uh, Kimmy said the magic word that I was going to throw at you, and that's balance. What is the balance once this is introduced in the game? How does this impact gameplay when now there are these new times, longer times, when there are these higher costs for getting your ship reclaimed? Can you explain? Maybe there's some people who are playing Star Citizen who were not around or don't know all of the background behind that, why that mechanic would be introduced into a game like this. Could you talk about it a little bit? Um... I mean, I try to talk about it as best I can. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, they, they they simply want this to be, you know, like I said, the best expert in the space space game in the planet, right? And a lot of, I mean, we know that Chris Roberts is gearing towards you being in your spaceship. We also know there's a lot of tech that's not even in game, like the armor tech or things like that. So I'm going to throw away the 30k. Um, because we know that uh, a lot of people were crying because of, okay, it's, it's 30 case and we shouldn't be experiencing this right now. I get that theory. So I'm going to throw that away. Right. But, um, I mean, didn't they give us 15 million a couple of, uh, in, uh, a while ago? You know, I, I, I don't know if they gave it to us during that change. I don't know. Yeah, they did. In PTU, they did? In PTU, yeah, when they first introduced it in PTU, we still had the 15 million. Okay, they gave you 15 mil. Yeah, in PTU okay. now. In PTU now, not right. in PTU, but in right. PTU. Right, and, and, and then the other thing is, my whole thing is communication. If they can sit there and say, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. This is what we're going to focus in on. We'll give you 15 mil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. on top of that. Uh, and that way we can you can help us uh, try to figure out that balance. Mm. So if you're going to work on balance of the game, then you got to have better communication with its testers and let them know. Listen, this is what we're going to focus in on. We know they throw in patches, and we say, they said that they were going to throw in patches without us without them even notifying us of what patch it is. They mm. said that um, what type of patch it is. So if you're going to do something, this this is significant. If you're going to do something, this is significant. This significant, which I welcome it. Then I would communicate it let the people know that you're going to give them this much while we're testing um so that way they can go ahead and do that uh and and focus in on that type of a uh, dynamic uh or gameplay it's mm -hmm. all about communication okay mm -hmm. okay um I, I you know again uh let's see what is uh xkyt says i think ships will eventually be claimed without components um the wait time will give us time to collect what we need for our ship or work with something else. They need metrics eventually to help with insurance times. That's true. X, X, K, Y, T, X, kite. Um, one of the things they've told us too, is that uh, you, as you all, most of you all know, LTI will cover your ship in the sense of returning it to you. They, they never guaranteed what the time frame would be. They actually even told us that the bigger your ship, the longer it will take for that ship to be reproduced and, and you get it back. They also said there's going to be another form of insurance. Actually, there's two other forms of insurance. One of the forms of insurance is to pay for components, that you will pay an additional fee to cover components yeah. and cargo. 
That's another fee that you pay for. And for those of you who may have insurance that doesn't last, let's say you've got a two-year, three-year, six-month insurance, and that happens to lapse and run out, you will be able to purchase insurance as well. So there are these ways to be able to protect yourself in game that become a part of the economy, a part of the things that you have to factor in. Um, my biggest thing is I always used to ask myself, you know, why would anybody have these small ships, these little starter ships and blah, 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 when everybody's, not everybody, but a lot of people are spending money on the larger, medium size, large and capital ships. And, and, and these guys have always heard me joke around about the, one of the reasons I kept my Aurora was because nobody pays attention to me, right? Um, and, and some of you have found that out with ships like the Pisces. You can get around and get where you got to go. Many of you are using the Nomad like that right now. So when the game actually kicks off, and I'm talking about now, but we're talking about when it really kicks off, I believe that most people will be flying small to medium-sized ships because one of the things they've talked about is what is going to be the risk versus reward factor when you take these ships out. Is it worth you taking the ship out? That's going to be the deal, whether it's because you are, are a target or because you want to target someone else or whether you're just minding your business. Will it be worth me having to hire some people because I want to go out with this particular ship? Maybe there are other ships you may say, if I go out and get blown up, hey, I don't care. Hey, maybe you've been blown up four times and the next time you get blown up, your character's dead. So now there's a whole nother reason why you got to think about which ship you take out. There are all these factors that they're putting into the game to make us as players start to think a little bit differently. And I think in some ways we've gotten used to the whole, you know, like last night or two days ago, I was out with, with Ops Chief. We were out to LaGrange Point, Kimmy, trying to find the, the INS Jericho again. And I got, it was three in the morning. I was getting tired. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm tired. I've been there before, you know, good luck. And then I was about to like hit, you know, uh, escape. And I, I said, whoa, 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 I got to park this sucker, <laughs> you know, because so, I was just going to, you know, log out in space. Right. No big deal. No, no, no. I had to, well, I could have I could have got what ship was I in? I don't think I was in a ship that had a bed either. Oh, yes, I was. I was. I was in a, I was in a, a, a one uh, a 100 135C. I could have logged out uh -huh. that way. But my point is, is that you're going to be thinking about now things like that. If your ship doesn't have a bed, you got to park that sucker. Okay, if you got a bed, yeah. you got to log out in your bed. Otherwise, when you come back, that ship's going to be on the clock. Or, you know, if you want to get right back in it, you may be held up. So there's something to think about, okay? Store it when you land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, store it when you land. Yeah, yeah, store it when you land as well. Okay. That's a good be careful, point. Gladstone. They lose all track of time. Yeah, yeah, the old men yeah, with our beauty suit. <laughs> Don't don't even start. Okay, don't even start. Okay, listen, we're, we're, I'm going to ask a favor from you guys. We're going to watch this next piece, and this next piece is part is part two of the Inside Star Citizen. Uh, but I'm going to ask a favor from you guys uh, as our as our uh, our watchers. Let me see if I can get this to come up. Of course, it didn't come up. I'm going to be putting a link in chat in once I start this video. And I'm going to ask that you if, you, if you haven't done it already, we put out a survey this week asking people what was their Christmas wish from Star Citizen? What's the thing that you would like to see? I think there are like 12 categories and you can pick four of them. So um, we're going to ask that while this video is coming on, if you would click on it, go to it. It only takes a couple seconds to do the survey because we want to take your results and include them in what we're going to talk about today and then get your feedback on whether you think what people from the community have said they want to see next in the game or, you know, some stuff that they may put up there and say, ah, we don't want to see that. So we're going to go ahead and start the video and then uh, I'm going to put the link in the chat and then you guys can check a look at it. Here we go.
It's no secret that 2020 hasn't been the easiest of years for most people or many industries. But thanks in part to the shared support of the Star Citizen community and to our own existing distributed development organization, okay, there's the link. this year has been a notable one for a wide range of additions to the Persistent Universe. So it's for this reason that we thought we'd take a few minutes and take a look back at some of the highlights that made this year a truly unique and memorable one in the continuing development of Star Citizen. 2020 started things off with the long-awaited editions of the Cutlass Blue and Red. These colorful variants would not only serve as important milestones in the continuing development of Bounty Hunter and medical gameplay respectively, but the Red would also introduce Star Citizen's first mobile spawn point, forever changing the dynamic of group activities in the Persistent Universe. In Alpha 3.9, the first major content patch of the year, we saw the arrival of new Babbage, which immediately set a new standard for quality and style and landing zones throughout Star Citizen, as well as three brand new moons in Calliope, Cleo, and Uterpe, which added entirely new worlds for players to explore and adventure upon. The patch also saw two fundamental shifts to the way players venture through the persistent universe. With the addition of the actor status system, the need for consideration and choice came to the forefront when players discovered their characters could now succumb to the environments around them and suffer the consequences of activities they participated in. That last one would be especially important now that the Kleischer Automated Prison was online, which instantly added a punishing adventure for those who were caught running afoul of the law, but also allowing greater rewards to be offered for those who succeed in a criminal lifestyle. Greater risk, greater reward. Overall, 2020 would be a year of major quality of life improvements throughout, and those started with the introduction of the personal <coughs> inner thought wheel, which made the massive amount of interactions in Star Citizen instantly and more easily accessible to players, new and old alike, as well as major stability improvements to long-term persistence that would form the backbone of an improved stability throughout the gameplay experience. Rounding out the highlights for Alpha 3.9 were the popular Overlord armors for subscribers, our first look at the Vigilante Gang of Pyro, the Asperia Prowler, Star Citizen's first offering from the avian-inspired alien Tavaran race and bringer with it of the coolest cockpit boot-up sequence yet, and one of the biggest new additions to Star Citizen, Invictus Launch Week, which saw the massive Idris and Javelin capital ships make their introductions to the Persistent Universe as they toured the Stanton system flanked by equally initial appearances of the F-8 Lightning and F-7A Hornet. But not content to just watch, players would also declare open war against the UEE. Sure, it was fun, but you can bet the UEE will be better prepared when next they meet. Midway through 2020 saw the arrival of Alpha 3.10, with its focus on an improved vehicle experience for all players. Massive changes to aerodynamic flight and thruster efficiency curves led to atmospheric flight that truly took the unique characteristics of each ship into account. Changes to high-speed combat brought players in closer for a more visceral and engaging experience. And targeting and turret improvements gave new life to gunners blasting away from embedded stations on multi-crew vehicles like the Hammerhead. 310 also saw the first iteration of signed distance fields come online, leading to a new visual effect for atmospheric reentry that could be seen for miles away, while laying the essential groundwork for shield improvements that would begin to be realized later this year. 
the electron damage literally let players throw lightning from their hands as it introduced a new damage type that will continue to be iterated on with non-lethal variations as more bounty hunting mechanics continue to be developed. The long-fabled bartender, testbed for all social vendor interactions, arrived in 3.10 bringing life to social locations and building on the promise of a robust NPC dynamic going forward. 2020 also saw mining expand from just ships and handheld units to ground vehicles with the launch of the Grey Cat Rock, bringing with it a host of new mineables and one more way for players to earn a living in the persistent universe. Alpha 311 brought with it the first part of a massive update to every planet and moon in the Stanton system, using new painting tools, high-resolution scan textures, updated geology assets and more to make Star Citizen's already impressive planetoids better looking than ever before. There were also major updates to player inventory, completely revamping the way players carried items on their adventure and introducing external inventory for the very first time. The promising framework for those who want to loot their fallen enemies going forward. Force reactions continued to evolve to include a variety of knockdowns and a physicalized reaction when walking around inside a ship or vehicle, which not only affected the way that players fly with passengers on board, but it suddenly made all those seats and dropships seem like a really good idea. New defensive turrets were installed around rest stop space stations to accommodate the removal of green zones, which provided new opportunities and piracies for those who were willing to risk being you know, fired upon. Cargo decks became the future home for new missions and opportunities, while the Tobin Expo Center arrived on Microtech to play new host to the biggest event of the year, the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo, where players could explore and experience nearly every ship Star Citizen has to offer. And speaking of ships, IAE brought with it two brand new flyables. First, the Mercury Star Runner burst onto the scene as perhaps the most popular daily driver Star Citizen has seen in some time. With its stunning look and multi-purpose role, it instantly caught the imaginations of citizens everywhere. Even if its gas mileage wasn't so hot. They're working on it. The other new addition was the pickup truck from outer space, the Consolidated Outland Nomad, which instantly added a new look unlike anything else in the game and a strong starter alternative to another series of starters that came online just a few weeks earlier, the 100 series from Origin. With the 100i, the 125a, and the 135c all coming online in Alpha 311, there were now more ways for new players to begin their Star Citizen adventure than ever before. Now, to list everything that was added to Star Citizen in 2020 would take far too long, but this robust list of smaller additions all add up to a year spent focused on improving on everything that had come before, refining the overall player experience, and building a strong foundation with which to continue expanding upon in the future. Which brings us up to the present. In the final patch of the year, Alpha 3.12 looks to continue this trend with exciting new additions like refining, which will not only add new depth to mining and resource gathering gameplay, but creates ties to cargo hauling and greater opportunity for piracy alike. A new tractor beam attachment that looks to fundamentally alter first-person traversal in the Persistent Universe with not only a new way to move resources around, but also to pull the player about in zero-g. The first version of our reputation system, which will begin its impact by altering the way mission givers respond to players, but will be built upon in numerous ways in the coming year. Well, 
Look who it is. The long-awaited gas cloud tech coming to the Grange points throughout Stanton aimed to not only provide a beautiful visual flair to all that empty space in space, but provide new gameplay opportunities in stealth and discovery as players explore within. Where the year started with the Asperia Prowler, we end with another alien offering of Tavaran origin with the Talon and Talon Shrike, light fighters in the vein of popular ships like the Gladius and Arrow that also bring with it a unique visual style and some striking new liveries for those who want to want to stretch their feathers, as it were. Finally, Alpha 3.12 also brings with it a host of new capital ship AI behaviors designed to make life more challenging for players when the massive Idris, fabled stalwart of the UEE, makes its vaunted return before the year is over with multiple scenarios that can see players on both sides of the law run afoul of its massive railgun and devastating turrets whether it's bringing the vile Arlington family to justice or running a criminal posse so notorious you force the UEE to respond, there's an Idris encounter for everyone in Alpha 3.12. And maybe, just maybe, a brand new threat coming to Stanton from another system that will require everyone on all sides to push back. So what did we learn this year? Well, we already knew that the Star Citizen community continues to be one of the most supportive and dedicated in all of gaming. But we did learn that nothing's going to stop this train from delivering new content and features, not even during a global pandemic. And that if each year continues to be better than the last, well, we've got a lot to look forward to in 2021. For Inside Star Citizen, I'm Jared Huckabee. Happy holidays to all, and we'll see you all next year. Okay, um, there was a lot in that for the year in review. Uh, let me start off this time with uh, Kimmy. Uh, anything stand out to you? I know you mentioned about Lagrange points earlier in relation to 312, but if you look at the whole year, anything is, that sticks out for you in this as far as what uh, wish you might have wished for that came true? Wow. Um... I know a lot. That's a lot. I know. <laughs> That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. uh, new ships. I, I would have to say new ships in mm -hmm. general. When I, I group all of that, uh, more variety uh, as far as a, a starter ship for backers who just want to get their feet wet, mm -hmm. not go all in like with an eight, not punning guys like a, a eight ninety <laughs> jump or a Carrick or something right off the bat. It's just just to say, okay, here's a small investment. Uh, this is something I can get into, and it's different. Uh, and it can almost do just about everything currently in game. So I would have to give it to ships in mm. general. Uh, that was that was surprising and pleasant to see them uh, bring these ships on board uh, for this year. Mm, okay. Yeah. And some of the ones, what did we see this year, Kimmy? We saw the 100 series, the Cutlass. <laughs> yes, the Cutlass, Origin 100 series. The Cutlass Blue oh, came yeah. out this year. Was they, it blue this year? Yeah, the blue and red, they said. The yes. MSR and the Nomad, right? Those were all ready yes, to fly. The oh, Nomad, and the and the talents, the talent. right? The talents. Yes, I forgot the, about the talents. And the Shrike, Shrike. Okay, the Shrike, talents. Yep. Okay, talents. Prowler. Shrike. Uh, was the yes, Prowler this Prowler. year? Oh, Prowler was this year. That's right, Prowler yeah. this year. Yeah. Okay. So a we had a of lot ships. of ships that are in our hands, and then there were still a few concepts. But in general, like you said, we got a decent amount, and with different, like you said, different careers out of those different ships too, which is a good yes. point. Okay. Uh, Colossal, how about you? Anything on your Christmas wish list that out of the whole year you saw that stuck out for you? 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, refining. Yeah. I was really happy with that. I mean, that that's gearing me. You know, I'm a minor, so I was like, you know, I, I, first of all, let me apologize to the salvage people because, you know, I know I understand. <laughs> They've been waiting for a while, but I was really, really happy with the refinery (laughs) because finally, you know, um, we can at least get to the next step or, you know, every step done towards what some of us or any of us would like leads us a step closer to that ship that we're waiting for, right? Mm -hmm. The Orion um, and things like that and so forth. Um, so, it's, so I'm, I'm glad to see that they're finally, remember, remember it, it was the pew, pew, pewers who pretty much had everything they wanted. They started, you know, shooting everything at the very beginning. Right. And you know how long it took for the miners to get their stuff in. Right. So, you know, this is love for the miners. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, so, and, I mean, but there's a lot more to go with that. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that they're putting that in. Also, I do have to put this griff because you've heard me say this time in and time out and i will always say it it is lore that drives gameplay mm. and um and they're finally starting to do that even with 312 i think 312 brings a little bit of that uh with those interests that come in uh and those groups of people who have a different agenda so uh you know it's always good whenever you start to sneak in lore uh points of interest uh things like that uh we got to see more of those but it's always good whenever you see those types of things come in uh it makes the game play or at least the experience of developing a gameplay worthwhile okay kimmy you are traumatizing me with that buck oh my god i hated that robot i couldn't stand that robot don't even go there oh i couldn't stand that robot okay you are traumatizing me okay uh 10 let me ask you this. Uh, Colossal mentions a good point. He says in the beginning, it was the pew pewers. It was the, the fighters. It was the guys who were in PPP that seemed to pretty much, you know, have what was going on in the game. It started moving more toward mining. My next question would be, after you looked at everything that happened this year, where do you think the next direction is going? Because we started seeing cargo a little bit. We started yeah. seeing this whole process of bounty hunting with the Cutlass mm-hmm. Blue. Where, where do you think the next direction is CIG might start moving in? I think, I think it's going to be uh, a focus on maybe a uh, transport. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the things on the on the list mm-hmm. that we have, if, if you haven't taken the the test chat, um, not the test, the uh, the survey, make sure you do that. But I think that um, <clears throat> one of the cool things that we could be looking forward to in the next year would be an expansion of uh, the cargo gameplay, similar to how you saw mining work out, mm-hmm. um, and more so. Um, and, I, and I say transport, not in the the pure sense of get this from point A to point B, but, you know, if you're out exploring a, a derelict site um, in space or you're down at an abandoned whatever on on, um, on a moon or a planet, uh, if you find something of use there, you want to be able to use your tractor beam, maybe haul it onto your ship or anything like that. And I think that when you start thinking about the uh, transport in that kind of realm, whether it's mining or the cargo running or the stuff that you find and exploring, you want to facilitate, I think, I think a good um, development path for CIG would be focusing on how do you facilitate all those kind of outside um, circumstances, not just the pure, I'm hauling this or mm-hmm. I'm doing this for this person or mining or I'm doing that. Like, how do you just facilitate more exploration of the verse. And I think that it will help 
um, people better engage with or better understand even um, all the work that the devs are putting into mm-hmm. the, this project. Um, I, I had taken a note. One of the things that they put at the top, at the top of the, the year in review was that new Babbage and those moons came about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Calliope, Europe, and Cleo, everything like that. And um, the scope of this, guys, you know, we talked about planetary tag V4 and all the stuff they're working on. Mm-hmm. I'd actually written down one of the cool things I was happy to see with the, deve- the, the de- development team was that they created the set of tools that would help them do their job better, mm-hmm. right? We don't get to see it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like something that we get to play with or anything like that. Progress. But they need to Progress. really, like, that's a triple A you know, I, I would be, if I was a manager at, at CIG, director or whatever, I would be very happy with the work that's been done on that because now you know you can you can get you can get going very fast. And so imagine guys, they have these tools in their hands, they have this design concept, they know how fast they can get through something, they're creating a massive world for you to explore. If they focus on how the how players use their ships to explore the verse and unlock its treasures and all whatever it has to offer, that's going to bring a whole new wave of people to the game and a whole new wave of careers. Griff, you're absolutely right. You know, it started off with the pew-pews and the shooters and the combat guys. And I said a a lot in the beginning, like, I am definitively not that, you know? So when you start talking about mining and everything like that, making money, you know, I'm going to, that's where I'm going to be. So... I haven't played SC in a little bit, but when I think about some of the stuff I'm seeing here and what new the new year has to bring, I'm pretty excited. Okay. Well said. Uh, and well said. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and Tess said, if I could, you know, just piggyback off of that. And he, he I wrote it down and then he said it right at the end. Mm-hmm. Right at the end. Tess said that. Exploration. Because Griff's question was, what would you think would be happening in the, in the near future? I mean, now that they got all these things in, I think Tenth said it very well. Tools, I think that's what they call them. They're, you know, they're developing. They, they're developing yep. these tools to help them uh, uh, build the game. Mm-hmm. And as I, I think that's important. I think that hasn't been said enough about the development of the game that they are creating tools to help make the game come alive. Um, but the exploration part, definitely, because now that you have all these things in and they've gotten mining in and they've gotten all this other stuff in, now the question is, are we going to see another system? Mm-hmm. And those dev tools. Right, you know, are we going to see another system coming in, mm-hmm. that jump gate and things like that and so forth, which will lead to the exploration that Tent talked about mm-hmm. and uh, which will also de- definitely enhance the trading mm-hmm. part now. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see viral? Are we going to see... Uh, other systems in in the year 2021. Mm. I mean, wait and see. It's kind of encouraging. And and Kay, to your point, those dev tools will lend to higher productivity as well as stability in the production of these assets and features. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I I will say this. uh, Kimmy had said this earlier, and, and he was right. He said that it's getting to a point now where there's so many things that have been added in the game you almost forget some of them or you know even right now there's certain even though the game's been out for a few days there's a lot of features that a lot of us who've been there haven't even had a chance to try 10th i'm slightly disappointed in you 
Um, just slightly disappointed. I mean, and, and, and I'm going to give you a waiver because of what Kimmy said that there's so much stuff; it's so easy to forget. Cool, cool, cool. But but your but 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 your 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 Venmo Cash App came out this year. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, how did you oh, let that slide? Oh, how did you how did you let that, that slide? The accountant, the accountant among us. Oh, oh let God, that I'm let so that money sorry. trading slide. I don't know how you let that get past. You boy, that's tough. Yeah, it's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. (laughs) I mean, look, look, hey, listen. Counting app, Mm -hmm. it's just an assumption. I mean, it's just an assumption it was the best on the list. (laughs) But no, that 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 and and here's the thing though, too, with that, um is (laughs) (laughs) a shame. but the but the cool thing about that is the the and I said it when we were talking about it when it was going to come online. You talk about the interactivity between um, players and the idea for CIG to drive more multi-crew um, play. That app was going to is going to facilitate that and has uh, facilitated that for the most part. Think about the mining apps you've gone on, or maybe you pulled together somebody to help you do a bunker a bunker clear or something like that. Um, and then being able to pay them, I think that is is really cool. Um, one one other thing though, if I could just piggyback off of something that uh, Kay said, um, lore driving the game. We uh, we had an election this year, right? And I'm not talking about in the U.S. Oh, but I'm talking about in the in the uh, in the, the UAE. And like the what's cool, uh, UEE. What's cool about that is. Um, I had like I what I hadn't been following the lore very closely, but that particular piece from the election and reading all the candidates' stances and all the the comm links, I went through all that stuff, you know, and it was making an informed decision, and a lot of people did, and like there were threads everywhere about Addison or uh, yeah. Costigan or, and all this kind of posters. stuff and right. posters, yeah, all this kind of stuff. Like that was pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. if we get that. more stuff like that, exactly, you're totally right, Kimmy. Like. If we get more stuff like that, and and so um, we talked about the end of the, the video, they talked about a, a, a new threat that could be coming from another system, you know, mm-hmm. to threaten Stanton. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, having seen what they've done with lore and what they did with the election, I could totally see things like this happening. And so when you get more of that coming online, mm-hmm. you got the tools, the chief of which is the accounting app. Let me mm. save myself there. <laughs> um, but you got all these other tools that are coming online. Like people are going to be, you know, being able to come through and really make a, you know, make a statement in the verse. That's going to be awesome. I'm okay. looking forward to that. Okay. Well, I, I got to say this. The reason why the accounting tool is important to people like me and 10th is that we have multiple characters. I have a main character that I play in the game. And that character is pretty much my workhorse character. The bulk of my ships are with that character. All my career-related stuff in, in relation to mining, trade, cargo is all tied to that character. But my secondary character is my luxury character who handles all of my origin ships. And so <laughs> in order to fund that account, I needed that cash app. I needed that app that allows me to send money over to that person because they never work. All they do is just go get on their yacht and ride around. <laughs> so... That's why that app is very important to people like me in the game. Colossal, don't even start. <laughs> Rygor, thank you for the follow. Dope style, Dope style. thank you for the follow. And we Rygor appreciate 79. Both, Rygor of 79. You, both of you being here. Thank you so much. 
Uh, but no, seriously, <laughs> on the screen, guys, I froze the list real quick. Um, there's a lot of good stuff up there. Uh, pick one that you see on the screen right now. That, that looks pretty. Mad style, thank you. Ooh, oh my god, style. five Whoa, sub sub gifts. Thank you. We got five people about to get some gifts up. Thank you for that, Mad Style. You all make sure to tell Mad Style thank you for those gifts. That's so gracious of you. Uh, That's awesome. We got a couple more James Brown screens coming. But uh let's see, Colossal Pick One. Is there anything on that list right there that stands out Blind to you? Blind Dreamer, thanks for the sub. Uh uh, yes. There is. Which one? And I'm looking at CIG. <laughs> the prison repair mission mm. for Colossal. At least Man. give me 10 minutes. <laughs> if I ever get back in there, get rehabilitated. 10 minutes. Is the time, frame too, is the time frame too short or something? <laughs> it's super no, short. I mean, that's one good thing that they put in. You know, I, uh, I haven't experienced the prison repair part mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. I guess I have recently. Okay. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I mean, uh, body dragging, I think that's amazing and that's great to see to do with that. Um, but I'm also happy with the new Babbage hangers. They needed it. Okay. Um, you know, they needed that because you had certain ships that was a little bit too big that had problems getting in when they first put them in. Mm. Uh, that's been a problem throughout, you know, the gaming, but they've made a major emphasis about changing those. So it's happy to see that. Okay. Kimmy, what about you? Anything off that list? One particular thing on there that sticks out for you? The uh, t the climate changes definitely. Mm. That was mm. just one of those eye openers to, mm -hmm. to see the weather actually have a, a, a huge impact on your, your literally on your well being, whether you survive or not. Uh, if you lose a ship and you're stuck in that climate, uh, I, that happened to me where I had to call for help because I knew I had to get off that moon because mm -hmm. I was going to die. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, that was that was a a huge change for me. Wow. Okay. Good. Tenth, how about you? Yeah, I was gonna mention um, what's really cool, or what was striking to me when I mean, you head over, you head over to New Babbage, um, down to uh, I think it's Wally's there, the mm -hmm. bar, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. the day-night cycle, even as it's reflected mm. at the at the bar, like very impressive, you know. Mm. Um, Never get and it. It gives Never you that full. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you get that feeling, like, yeah, you know, okay, during the day it's just a place, but at night this thing just lights up, you know. Mm. So yeah. Um, very cool, you know, and to think about that level of detail and figure out how to implement it into the game mm -hmm. was pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, I, I'd have to say that's where I, I tip of the hat to the to the team um, okay. on that on that uh, cycle. For me, I'm going to go with the unified contact and friends list that they finally got that together uh, where we could uh, connect with yeah, each other, the, yeah. play together, uh, you know, use the Moby glass to look at each other or go, whatever it is, just the way that we can communicate. They're still trying to work on the FOIP and, and all that stuff with it, but at least we can now group up, see each other when it's working. Uh, we can at least do that now. And at least the party aspect does work, even if you can't see someone's marker you do have everybody and the permissions that are granted. So if I'm flying with Kimmy and, and Kimmy's leader, I can get on his ship. You know, the, the fact that they've put that part into it as well, where before you used to have to yeah. wait around for the person to show up to open up the ship for you. So it's nice that those aspects of the game are, are working unified. good. Yeah. yeah. Let me scroll this a little bit. Let's look at the next set of things that I want more? you guys to, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there's more. More. you know, you gotta be freaking kidding me, man. Wow, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Fat. Uh, let's start with you, uh, Colossal. Which one do you like? Those Tavarn War uniforms. 
<laughs> those are the ones with the, those are the suits, right? Well, those, those are the, 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 oh yeah, the, the, yeah. I bought all three. Sweet, I already had one. And, and, and I mean, it was quite. If that's what I'm talking about, the, the, the white, blue, and red ones, right? Is that was that was that? No, it? those that aren't Zavarin. No, 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 no. no. Okay, um, those, um, are the, those are the the UEE war uniforms. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. They should have that on the on the thing because I did buy them, the UEE ones. Yeah. Um, and I did get Zavarin war uniforms. I, I'm thinking about it right now. But uh, but those UEE outfits, uh, quite nice. I mean, if you're if you're trying to do ceremonial stuff, or even if you're trying to do bridge work or mm-hmm. things like that, your captain or things like that, might want to go ahead and get those. Uh, I'm quite sure, you know, a lot of ships, including Buccaneer improvements, mm-hmm. a lot of those Buccaneer fans, mm-hmm. um, you know. But uh, you, you got to get those outfits, those little ceremonial outfits, the white, the blue, the red ones. I forgot the name. Anybody know the name in chat? It'd be great. It'd be appreciative of that. But I thought they were just amazing, mm-hmm. and I started re- looking at the lore. I believe one of them was for ceremonial. That's why I got confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But um, but it, quite oh, a nice. quite nice. I think one was white and black, white, you know, of, of course, white, black, and uh, and gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that, <laughs> you know. And uh, the other one was red and blue. And the thing is, guess what? I mean, since I had all three of them, I mixed and match. Yeah, I yeah. Put on the white, uh, white <laughs> oh, top. Wow. Your <laughs> You know, cut with a red button. I just switched it up, so you can uh, you can take that and make different varieties of it. I thought it was just amazing. Good job. Okay, Kimmy, what about you? What off that list do you like right there? I'm gonna, and I'm not picking on them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna channel my inner tenth sigma here, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say, in-game ship rentals. And okay. here's why: uh, okay. when you're talking about the aspect of, from a business sense, with Sig allowing this to happen, this will this will allow players, backers, new players that come in and try new ships out. And then they may say, well, wait a minute. I really like this ship. Even though I have that starter ship, mm-hmm. I had questions about this particular ship and I'm, I'm impressed with it. So it creates sales that, that will create sales. Uh, so that's good on their side as a business. Good. Good. I like yeah, that. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Uh, Kimmy, that, uh, that, it's often overlooked. The more the more access that people have to the game, the more they'll, yes. you know, when you have those tripwires that says, hey, here's a ship or here's a free fly or here's a, you know, code for, you know, 5,000 UEC, that, you know, the more you get yeah. stuff online into the game, the more people want to play it and they'll spend some money on it. Yeah. And so it's, it's weird because Star Citizen is this, you know, three hundred million dollar plus behemoth that's in revenue. That's just kind of, you know, whenever they put out something, they've they've sold it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's you know there there's there's a little bit of uh, uh, there's an outlier to their their process. You know, compared to many other businesses, but um, I, I dig that. And the other thing that I also uh, in, in terms of being in game was right here. Uh, under the M50 improvements were, mm-hmm. were the Caterpillar improvements. And mm-hmm. I don't actually own a Caterpillar, mm-hmm. but I, so I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it. I think I heard some like stuff with um, some of the missions had, uh, uh, the missions this past year had the ability to have the uh, the holding cells inside of the Caterpillar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, things that would be, you know, um, pr- uh, to help, the team understand how to mod the Caterpillar and, and how the players eventually could interact with their ships. I know the Caterpillar is a darling, right? It doesn't get talked about a lot, you know, because mm-hmm. we had the Carrot come out this year um, and we had the uh, the MSR hit the hit the streets this year as well. 
Um, but the Caterpillar is one of those ships that many people were using before to do uh, a lot of different things, transport, cargo, mine, or, you know, that's to say transporting cargo. And it had a really fast uh, jump drive, yeah. you know, quantum drive. So it was getting around the verse pretty, pretty. Whoa, we uh, got a raid. Who's raiding us? Whoa. Hey. Sean, Sean. Sean that's, Sean, that's awesome. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for seven. Raid with 87 people. Thank you so much. We appreciate Ten. that. Tenth said two things. Tenth said two things. One was, um, one was polarizing and one was really huge, what he said. Um, he said, uh, real story here, real quick. Uh, the thing you talked about with the Caterpillar uh, 10 to that, mm -hmm. what, you, what you spoke on, John Crew, I mean, I, uh, I'm not quoting it, but trust me. He said, for the, for the owners of the Caterpillar, hold on to that ship because they're going to do some really cool things as far as the modifications of the, uh, the compartments in that mm -hmm. ship. It came directly from John Cruz. So thanks for bringing that up, 10th. You made me remember that. The other statement he said was very polarizing. Bumble Brianna, thank you for the follow. Mm -hmm. uh, the, polar, the other polarizing thing he said was the $300 million behemoth. Let me put it to you like this chat and everyone here. Um, that $300 million is to cut those checks and keep the lights on, man. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, yeah. you, when you talk about five to 600 employees, everyone's thinking, uh, Chris is sitting on a gold mine, man. He's cutting those checks, paying people for their hard work and keeping those freaking lights on. Well, well, here's the thing, Kimmy, right? Like whenever, you know, I don't want to derail us too much, Griff, but you know, whenever we talk about, you know, and I'm, I'm in finance, right? So whenever we're like, yo, you know, CIG, three, 300, 300 million plus, you know, they, you know, where are they doing the 300 million plus? I'm like the, the 300 million plus is the top line, right? It's the revenue. Like what I'm always interested in mm -hmm. is. What's the bottom line, right? What? Because mm. once you get past all those operating costs, taxes, right? Preach, and you're dealing. This is a it's a multinational group, right? So you're dealing with tax preach. status in the U.S. You're dealing with Europe um, and all this kind of stuff. Um, you got to figure that out. So I'm always interested. And here's my here's my one gripe, guys. When they released their uh, end of the year, like quarter four mm -hmm. um, statements, it kind of gets breezed through, right? Like, oh, mm -hmm. what, what did we, what did they do this year? The year in review is what we're looking at. But you really want to take a, put, a peek at the marketing, uh, or not, sorry, the, um, the, uh, the 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 financial statements from the last year. Mm -hmm. If you guys remember, right? I don't know if it was on this show or another show I was on, but when you take a look at the the 2018 final quarter. Um, P&L, like profit mm -hmm. and loss. What you find is that SIG had a, an increase in their uh, marketing budget, right? Mm -hmm. And in their ability to, to create space for extra developers, right? Mm -hmm. At the time, or extra, extra headcount. Mm -hmm. And when you read the report, what you begin to see is that that extra income from marketing came from an outside investor so right. that they can begin Right. doing their uh getting the game in front of more people how how has that translated into growth of the game mm -hmm. is, a, is a great question something i'd be look, looking forward to in this particular year's report mm -hmm. and also the studio um earlier this year uh, stated that they went from 500 some odd employees and then i heard 600 some odd thrown around the right. two, three, two, four, now. right mm -hmm. so follow the money because it'll tell you where things are going the 300 million is what the media likes to talk about a mm -hmm. lot right and they say oh you know chris roberts doing this and he's doing that that's fine many look 
small businesses in the US can hit 25 million and still be considered small, mm -hmm. right? So wow. when you start getting 300, 300 million category, like you, you got a big thing on your hands and you're generating a lot of cash, but you want to see how you're utilizing That's that cash. I don't want to get into all of it, but mm -hmm. uh, you're right, Kimmy. It, it only tells half the story. Yep. You know, he's, excellent. He's, he's thank you, man. Yeah, excellent. Good point. good point. Let me say hello to some folks. DJ Apollo, thank you for the follow. Satur, thank you for the follow. We said Bumble Brianna, thank you for the follow. And Stein Death, if I didn't mention it, thank you for the follow. Stein Death, also again, thank you for that raid. Strogic, thank you. Thank you for that follow as well. Uh, let me throw out to you guys the one thing on that list for me that stuck out. And thank you guys for talking about the finance piece. Um, the updated space station layouts. <laughs> we've oh, yeah. actually forgotten how we used to have to run all around that joint before but now especially since the refinery decks came out they've broken it into those three levels the galleria the hab level in in hangar area yes. and the refineries and and, and it, it has much more of a logical feel you don't feel like you know each one of the stations you've got to try to memorize the layouts as much so i do appreciate the fact that they have enhanced that a little bit uh let me spin us a little bit more I think there are a few more things on the list that is we can talk more? about here. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, there was just a couple <laughs> more. There weren't many. Um, and while you're spinning that, that, there was verification on Ops Chiefs and Eldrick. That that was a Tavarian outfit that I was talking about, Griff. So that was... Those thanks are a lot, guys. For, oh, they're from the Tavarian War. Yeah, from the Tavarian War. I was doing the war, right? Yep. My the, mistake. My mistake. Era. I thought you called era. them Tavarian uniforms. They were from the Tavarian War. You, uh, right, that was my right, apologies. Right, right. My apologies on that. Oh, yes. It's okay. I just wanted to make sure because I want to tell everybody to go get those uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great for orbs, though. It'd be awesome for orbs where people want to catch Oh, it totally it. is. It's yeah, totally is. Oh, my goodness. Get those uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely um here's some other things at the very tail in there they talked about uh other than the updated station layouts the, the archimedes emerald which we completely forgot about even that's just a skin more than anything but the I improved throw uh for grenades yeah. and stuff remember before we couldn't yes. even monkey with grenades that's back into the yes. game now uh the canopy rain effects so we start getting into that weather the weather uh hostility updates and I think that's it. Let's see if there's one more. Oh, there is. The Bay Ring Grenade Launcher. Uh, your mic, uh, Griff. Sorry. Can't hear you, Griff. Sorry, I'm your, trying to do two mic. things at yeah. once here. Okay. The Grenade Launcher came out. They got the new countermeasures yes. with, uh, with the, um, what do they call it? The chaff and flare. They started working on that. Yeah. How about, and let's go back else. to the um, to the kid. Oh, now. Yeah. How about the uh, the Nerf guns? Oh right! Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they you want to the bartender? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was man. like, here comes the adults. <laughs> when you think that they are adults, and they go from here to <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many metro train rides I've had where yeah. somebody walks up to me and starts popping me in the head until I get yeah. to the next station. It's, it's, a, it's a, a bit much here. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, there's a couple things that I, if it, I don't, I want to side rail a little bit when it talks about things that have been added into the game. And I, this is kind of a throwback to a conversation that all three of us had. If you guys remember, remember when they talked about introducing food into the game and the people, some of the people in the oh community went crazy about oh food. Oh my god! You're I don't want this to be another Rust or a, a survival <laughs> yeah. game. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Well, we about trolled. yeah, several weeks ago, I happened to be talking about food with 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 uh, with Colossal, and Colossal's always one of those guys that looks at the details. And he said, "Hey, Griff, come on, meet me over here at the food bar." So I'm like, "Okay." So I meet him over at the food bar in New Babbage, and we go over there. He says, "Come on." So we walk over, and we start going through the different items. What I didn't know was that they had started incorporating the impact or the effects of food into the game. 
I knew that there was some aspects of it, but I didn't realize that they had started putting in whether things were hyperbolic or things that would dry you out, uh, mm -hmm. things that would sustain you, things mm -hmm. that would have a negative impact on your health. I didn't even realize that that was one of those things yep. that they had slipped into the game now that Water. was actually functioning in the game. So I didn't know that the difference between grabbing a fizz is a difference between drinking water, which is a difference between drinking a smoothie, which is a difference between drinking an energy drink yeah. in the game. Yeah. So for those of you who are playing the game, <laughs> find time to go over and read it, right? Colossal, there's, there's a detailed explanation, right? Of each item. And Colossal was like, dude, look at this. This has got this, 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 and this. And we did the breakdowns for it. And then we took yeah. some stuff and we went and ran out and we're in the elevator. And while I'm standing in the elevator, I'm getting dehydrated while I'm standing there and don't even realize it. And some of us are grabbing things and playing them in the game and don't even realize that they actually do have impact on us. So when you mm -hmm. want to go out to that certain moon where you're going to be out there a long Hot time moon. or in a cave, you want to really think about whether you should take that energy bar or whether you're going to take that beef jerky or whether you're going to eat that, what's that burger called? A burrito. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A whammer. Whether you want to take a whammer with you, right? I mean, yeah. that whammer. I, I mean, look, at, at Griff, I mean, thank you, Griff, for bringing that up because, you know, I, I mean, Griff, we went around and we started looking at it. Guys, open up your journals, open mm -hmm. up your journals in the game. And there's a, there's a little thing you call the NDR, the nutritional dietary rate. Mm -hmm. Right. That. Read that whole thing, please. Because if you want to buy, you have, and I saw this several times, those you got that, those little coffee makers in your ships in your 300 series. That's right. Or you coffee walk out of the halfway, and I'm seeing you with a coffee cup. It clearly says, hydrator. So when you're drinking that coffee and you see a minus sign come across your drink menu, you're wondering why you're going out in space and your drink is just dropping. Ooh, get on the curb and pass out. Okay, so. You know, and the hot dogs is the same thing. So hot dogs, it is, it, oh, yeah. it, folks, I find it amazing. I love it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's there, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Vinku Skarada. Hey, Vinku, good to see you. Thank oh, you for the follow. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, just, it, it, but this is an example of those things that we were talking about earlier that get stop. put into the game that yeah, people don't. Yeah, these are the things that we talked about to get put into the game, though, that people don't think about or notice that CIG may not put on the big board, you know, saying that this has been incorporated into the game. And they are not just quality of life, but they are things that will impact us. One of the things that, Kimmy, you talked about this, one of the things that was on the board was about the temperature issue. Colossal, remember one night we went on one of the moons and we went at nighttime and remember it dropped down to like 230, 240 oh, yeah. below Celsius and we had on the right suits and we were still getting jacked up. So, I mean, there's all types of things that they've incorporated yeah. into the game that you guys, when people say, oh, there's nothing new in the game, there's no mechanic. Trust me, there we just saw the long list of things that were in the game. So or way to survive, not to win. Right, yeah, or yeah. didn't pay attention that they were in the, um, the, uh, the, the rock. Yeah, and didn't pay attention. Oh my gosh! Yeah, windows and it didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They were out there in their yeah. regular little outfits and not in their Pembroke's or whatever. <laughs> they were wondering why the temperature was changing. Yeah. Absolutely. To, to what you guys said, it's a knock knock to say get ready for pyro. Yeah. Because you don't, you haven't seen nothing yet. Yep. Dirk, we haven't forgotten. They did talk about it uh, when we watched the video. They talked about the weapon zeroing being one of those things. None of us mentioned it. And I hate to say this, Dirk, because we're all lovers and not fighters. I think everybody here who's here. <laughs> but I'm sure for those people who are into PvP, uh, you know, that is a factor. In fact, 
that new rifle, the AO9 sniper rifle that they came out with, I heard some people talking about yep. that weapon saying, oh, it's not powerful, blah, 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 blah. 1,500 feet What distance. I found out is, right, what I found out about that is, is that evidently the lighter the load on the weapon, the faster it, can, it fires, and the weapon zeroing on it is supposed to be really good. So I would say don't underestimate that weapon. And one of the things I found out about weapons in Star Citizen is that, you know, sure, people may like them based upon manufacture, but the weapons all have their own unique style and design to them. And maybe what doesn't work for you will definitely work for somebody else. So find time to go in and try all the different weapons and find out. Uh, Don't think just because it says it's a 50 caliber that that means it's the best gun in the game. There may be I something else. I tried it last night. Which one? The, the sniper? You the, did? I had the uh, I had the Kaskov, the electric sniper rifle. Uh-huh. The electric And I could mm -hmm. immediately see the, the resolution was really dialed in. It was much sharper mm. when I was in the... Uh, uh, using the sniper oh. mode mm, mm -hmm. and it's it's a one-to-one -one, uh situation where you have to you, you know move the scope mm -hmm. and then you have to uh, uh factor in uh recoil right so basically i was just under the jaw of the the person i was going to snipe mm -hmm. and when i released it the recoil moved up and i hit, hit him right in the temple okay. and he i laid him out nice. flat nice Okay. Hold it on. Huh? Nice. All right. Okay. Them. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about one other subject. We're not going to show the video for it because we've got to still do our survey. But I want to toss this. Most of you all have seen the uh, Star Citizen uh, anime, machinima video, whatever you want to call oh, yeah. it, that was called The Reunion. And Dirk Part mentioned two. something in here when hmm. Dirk said one of the things that he liked seeing that came out was the end scene where they showed us our very first, I guess, our first alien. We saw a Banu that was in a yes. stasis chamber. Um, so here's my question to you guys. Um, great animation. I know we all liked it and enjoyed it, but my question to you is, do you think CIG should continue doing this as a means of working people into the lore and background of Star Citizen? And two, do you think that this whole Banu thing is tied into something that's gonna become unveiled in the game because the mechanics mm. we know about right we saw the different ships and all oh. that we know that stuff's in the game but do you think that they're actually doing this to kind of lead us somewhere in light of 4.0 next year do you think that there's some tie-in anybody that wants to jump in can jump in on that yes and yes <laughs> <laughs> okay elaborate please i mean i mean look at what's going on right now we got the, which um forgive me is it the luminalia oh the luminalia yeah we'll talk about luminalia. that too yeah luminalia yeah, yeah. going on and then happened and then he happened to put out part two in december 17th mm -hmm. with the band new in the casket mm, and we're yeah. still waiting oh, yeah. with the band new merchant solely mm. we're solely mm. with the group of solely okay mm. or solely whatever you want to call it so, right I and so, uh, yeah, I mean, CIG is not stupid. Chris Roberts is not stupid. He's a good writer. So, I mean, I was I was talking to Griff about this earlier. There's a lot of connections here, a lot of connections. If you look at that Star Wars film that just happened over the weekend and things like that and so forth, and I, I look at the writing because, to me, it was it, there's something going on that they want us to pay attention to down the line. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yes, there is a strong connection. With what's going on, Banu, Banu, folks? Better learn. Kimmy, what was your reaction when you saw the whole thing? This whole reveal. She gets the code. She trades her friend in, and then she quietly goes down to the the smuggling area of her Mercury with these codes and approaches this this stasis chamber. And there's a Banu in there. What, what was your reaction to that? 
it's just to what you said, Griff, there's more to this than we, uh, this is not the end of this because mm. these codes, what were these codes about? Uh, obviously it had a lot, had everything to do with that Banu who was in stasis. So, mm -hmm. uh, they had to wait. She said, you know, towards the end, it has to wait. Mm -hmm. That particular thing she had to do had to wait. So like you all said, man, you guys make great points. It's just how SIG is doing things. Each step is, is, uh, purposed. There's no, uh, no, uh, coincidence or, uh, arbitrarily doing something. And it just happens to be that they, Chris is, as is, is a, uh, he's, he's the Sultan of details, man. He's the ringmaster for details. He does not do anything just for the heck of it. Mm -hmm. And trust me, it's, it's, it's going to be a big reveal. The fact that it falls in line with the Illuminati, Illuminati, mm -hmm. um, the holiday, the mm -hmm. Banu themselves saying, you know, this is this is the holiday that we celebrate because we're a part of each other with the Suli. Mm -hmm. And so, and then all of a sudden you have him reunion to the Banu as well. So all these things correlate to something big. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And Kimmy, just on top of that, I'm really quickly, the stasis chamber, I mean, don't, isn't there a ship that's one of those? Um, and that could be a cutlass blue. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a medic. Mm -hmm. You know, so yes. I mean, it could be medic or the cutlass blue has a couple of. I mean, we saw iterations of what the station mm -hmm. shapes could could be like. Right. So it just reminded me of gameplay that was coming in the future. Yeah, it looked yes. like the chambers that are on the blue. It, it was definitely that identical chamber to the one that's on the blue. Tenth, uh, when this first came out, part one that we saw a month ago, I think a lot of us kind of not me, but a lot of people I heard thought it was more of a pitch sale for the MSR, right? For the Mercury mm -hmm. Star Runner, because the IAE was coming up and they kind of felt it was really kind of focused around that. But once we saw the whole thing, we saw it was much bigger than just focusing in on the MSR, yeah. right? Uh, we see the oh. introduction of these two characters. We see this uh, huge facility. We don't know what that big place was that they went to where she tried to take her in. Uh, we saw the use of ships like the Ballista. We saw the Dragonflies. Um, and, and then, we get some 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 character stuff being built up, right? Somebody that this young lady calls who comes to rescue her because she doesn't know her friend is going to actually save her. But then there's the yeah. reveal of the band new. Now, and I want to cop off of what both uh, Colossal and, and uh, Kimmy said. So we get into this whole thing with the Luminalia this week, right? Starting December 22nd, yes. two-day festival of the band new, the festival of lights. Uh, between humans and Banu. We get this animation that comes up at the same time introducing some relationship between humans and Banu. Um, yeah. Do you think, and, and Colossal just mentioned about this thing with the Banu and the Banu merchantmen, uh, trade, do you think that this is something that CIG, and I'll go back to my original question, should CIG continue animated series like this? Does it motivate the community to get deeper into stuff? Um, or do you think this is kind of a one-off thing just to maybe introduce you know, going into something that they want to do. Oh, wait, no, I think it's a dual purpose for sure. Um, I think that when you look at a, a video that's produced like this, I mean, it was interesting to watch. We got part one mm -hmm. and then, you know, a lot of us in the community are like, when's part two dropping? You know, mm -hmm. what happens, you know, and not only for that kind of entertainment factor, um, just to kind of see the world put together, mm -hmm. but now when you're able to, and this is again, brilliant marketing, mm -hmm. right? Like <laughs> yeah. when you're able to put a video together, mm -hmm that shows you a ship that's out mm -hmm. right mm. some of the lore that they've been putting together some of the um well, in-game in footage right at least in some respects i guess uh ships and all kinds of stuff we're able to pull the world to life 
players can be can see themselves doing something like this for a friend or you know this kind of thing they're going to want to go try it and when they when they get into the verse and they see that wow what i saw in this video is actually way bigger inside of the verse mm -hmm. it's going to draw them in and if the key has always been i think one of my colleagues said today uh this is the best space sim ever in far as far as like immersion mm -hmm. you're gonna have to build and what, what do you what do we mean by immersion we're meaning that the world around you and what you experience is is everywhere you turn 360 mm -hmm. you know all over the place and when you're able to watch something go do something and it, it ties together i mean you, you got a potent combination of 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 uh Perfection. marketing Sorry. genius and per yeah, yeah, i mean it's it's great you know so i would love to see them do something like this i would love to see you know if, if i could just kind of veer off just a little bit i would love to see um the election of the the uh the inauguration of the the new emperor mm. you know um, i would Ooh. love to see how they put that together you know and mm. let me tell you boys wait wait for this right if one, I think one of the things inside of the survey was people wanted to see more broadcasting using the Mako. Mm -hmm. What if you saw some of these Makos cover the cover the event? Mm -hmm. What if some of these news outlets kind of did something like that? I think that would be a really cool way to kind of get people thinking about how they can be inside of the verse. You know, you got the homesteads in the back, Kimmy, and things that are just like all over the place. Like how can how can you continue to draw the community in while you're working on it? And if you notice, guys. The more that CIG got closer to some of the things they're developing, the more we were uh, excited to see it. And they recognized that, hey, it's going to take a little bit of time. What can I do right now mm -hmm. to help, you know, bridge the gap a little, a little, a little more, so that people don't turn around and just get completely fed up? Because we're getting more people into the game, right? Remember yes. back to the finances, right? Yeah. yeah. We're getting more people into the game. Like we can't just sit here and pretend like we're cig from two or three years ago mm -hmm. you know like we're cig of right now so how do we continue to to do that anyway i kind of tangent yep, off but yes i think that that's that awesome. doing more stuff like this will completely engage the community okay listen folks uh, for those of you who came in a little bit later from the other chat uh we are doing a survey i just put it in chat and i'm going to ask if you would like to uh, we want to know what your Christmas wish is for CIG. Uh, Tenth just referenced it. There are 12 categories of things that we're saying. What does the community want to see Star Citizen work on? What are the things that are most popular? And we're going to show that right now. So if you want to chime in, this will be in real time. So you can still put in for it. And you may see the graph change while you guys are looking at it. So just bear with me because, because I'm doing it in real time. I'm going to have to pull the graph and put it on screen. So just give me one second. Oh, speaking of immersion, Tenth, uh, to what you said, uh, chat. Uh, I just received in what three days time. I just received the eye tracker, uh, the Toby eye tracker five. And let me tell you, it I call it VR light. And basically, I'm looking around in first person, and you see so much more around you than just just going through the game uh, as with the uh, keyboard and mouse or control pad. Uh, you're able to look at things on the fly, up, down, all around, as well as in your ship, as for, and also in first person. I tested it in a first person scenario uh, where I took out the drug dealers in the underground uh, facility. It feels really good. It feels really, really good. That's awesome, man. Nice. Now, is that readable for you guys? If it's not readable, I'm going to make it full screen. Can you guys read it or is it too small? I can see it. Okay. Yeah. Chat, can you guys see it? Well, okay, you can. All right. Cool. All right. So believe it or not, out of the categories that were here, uh, farming, salvage, repair, 
bounty hunting, medical, smuggling, entertainment, refueling, trade, broadcasting, data running, and VIP. The number one that was picked out of 63 people who did this survey, believe it or not, <laughs> go ahead and play it. <laughs> All right. If you can believe it. If you can believe it. Salvage. Salvage. Let's hear it for you salvage people. You reclaimers, you vultures out there. Uh, if you're into it, you guys are winning oh, winning the, the survey right now, okay? That's excellent. Opsheep says red is turning in his grave right now. Okay. So, if you're into salvage, it seems like there are a lot of people who really want to see salvage kick in now let me ask you this panel do you think that's because ships like the reclaimer have been in the game and people have been waiting or do you think in general people see salvage as a way of making money or they want to just do that career i think it's the the doing the career and i think what enhances their one can do it is the reclaimer being present and mm. again you have a big ship like that sitting on the sidelines you want to get this thing out and about you want to have it you, you want to uh, uh, use it for what it's designed for. Mm -hmm. And I think I think my salvage friends, right, are, are thinking, hey, we have waited long enough, right? We've been patient. Like, we've, we've seen things go out. Like, we've seen mining come on. We've seen a full cycle of mining. We see refineries coming on. I think it's about time that you brought on the little sister mm -hmm. and, and gave her the glow up, right, so that we can... We can sit alongside my mining friends and we can sat and we could create some some orgs are completely designed around mining and, and salvage mm. right so we're, it's a it's a it's a it, a lot of orgs and a lot of uh uh interactivity between players is going to come online when you're able to put the salvaging salvaging piece in so mm -hmm. not that not to exclude the rest of them mm -hmm. but the more we learn about salvage and what it's capable of doing especially after all my combat friends get through doing their fun stuff in space like just have the crew roll on in, take a pick up the scraps. I think it'd be cool. So, um, I think uh, there, there's some foundational work. Absolutely, I'm not a developer, you know, right. but um, there's stuff they have to do to get there. But I think that seeing that there is not surprising to me, and I would hope that would be a, a, on the on the uh, on the agenda for next year. Well, Stragic said earlier, Stragic, we saw you when you said this. He said in particular, we'd love to see them get all hands on deck and get iCache server meshing and network refractor. And we realize that those have to be in place for us to see salvage come into its full in its fullness in the game just because of the tracking of items and all that good stuff that, that goes along with it but it is interesting to see that out of all the careers I, to be honest with you that is not the career i thought people would have picked you know for saying that that's what they want to see next uh i mean uh, let me ask you kimmy is that the one you think people have picked or is there something on this list you think that pe you think people would have picked that oh, one it's, first oh it's definitely salvage man i mean it's that's the that's the one thing that's going to really change the dynamic because mm -hmm. you have to you have to have the environment for it as well okay. like the space graveyards and you can mm -hmm. you can layer that in with so many other dynamics like mm -hmm. space creatures that that are apex predator type uh, mm -hmm. creatures that uh, live in those areas mm -hmm. but then you can throw in your component the actual components and mm -hmm. server blades can go in that uh, aspect of salvage as well mm -hmm. so it's a lot of layers to salvage and then with the fact that we have the um, 
the uh the tractor beam tool now mm -hmm. so now you can actually pull these items from the wreckage mm -hmm. and all and such uh even whether it's in the ground or in this in the in space mm -hmm. um it's just again uh like dirk said and, and other people in the chat said you have to have iCash, which is slated for june mm -hmm. of next year which is basically six months away okay uh that we'll get that but yeah it's so many layers that you can um add to that the fact that we will have pvp and ships uh, blowing up and then you can actually go and snatch those ships right, right. so we have to uh, scramble and get yeah. those ships but yeah it opens it up for so many um uh, uh emerging gameplay uh features in 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 star citizen okay uh colossal number two next to salvage is trade um it's and and there is there are forms of trade in the game right now but do you, i think this might be leaning more toward the aspect of an economy is that probably one of the next big steps of moving? Or I, I know that that, that uh, Tony Zervik is supposed to be putting something out toward the latter part of next year. Is economy something that really needs to start coming? I mean, are, can we keep playing what we're doing right now without having Tony Z's economy in? Or do you think that that needs to kind of come in to stimulate all this stuff? Well, we can, but you still need some type of stimulation. So we're still waiting on Quanta, Quanta uh, th that that he's trying to put in. Right. Um, you know, I mean, that would be a nice... Uh, addition to um the economy and trade i mean you told me talking about whole seas you talking about having the whole sea some people saying the whole sea is ready to go um i understand we're, we're working on iCash and things like that but boy if we can get iCash in there that, that we can go ahead and enable quanta and and the whole season trade yeah i mean it's at 12 percent so yeah let's let's help tony z out okay and get that in there for 2021 all right, absolutely. Listen, we got to give a shout out to Mad Style again. Mad Style, that's another five subscriptions. He's taking care of our folks tonight and all of our guests tonight. Hell Mad Style, fire. thank Thanks you again sub. and again and again. We really, really appreciate that. Okay, what comes oh up? Uh, what's next? We got after trade. Well, the next one would be a tie between repair and data running. Um, data running, we've got a ship for. We've got two ships for the Herald and the MSR. Uh, repair, we don't have anything yet. The uh, the Vulcan isn't in, and neither is the Crucible. Uh, I can definitely see how these are both tied into economy. Um, data running. Uh, eh, the Herald's been sitting quietly for a long time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's 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 oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great runner, but it's you know doesn't have a lot of cargo, and you could drop a couple boxes in there if you want to, but the functionality is not there. The MSR. As uh, if you've been inside of it, you know that it's definitely laid out for data running. But people are kind of using it more as the smaller version of what they've been doing with the Carrick. Uh, Colossal, do you think? Or uh, yeah, let me go to who did I go to last? No, I went to Colossal last. Tenth, I'll go to you. Um, are, are we going to see anything come in place with this data running anytime soon? Do you think that's somewhere down the road still? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that's. I think a lot of people want it to be online. Mm -hmm. Um. I can only I, I see it being online once you have gotten a good grasp of the reputation system right mm -hmm. how, and how they want that piece to work mission giving uh, we have the player trading app uh, and you know in in this first form right there's gonna be more iterations of that of course but to me the data running piece is I'm hiring you to take this from here to there you mm -hmm. know so you know I, I feel this it ties into kind of that intangible transport you know and okay. once we get a better understanding of how transport will happen 
I think that's why you see a lot of correlation between the the wants of the data running mm-hmm. and the, the the VIP transport um, okay. because those two kind of go hand in hand. Okay. But that's not going to happen until I feel trade is very much established, right? Where, where can I pick up a mission from an NPC or mm-hmm. who's looking? Who has the HVTs or you know high value information even that can uh, needs to be to be put somewhere? I would much rather um, see repair come along uh come along fast um uh, mm-hmm. seeing as how sa- how salvage um is the ho- one of the higher ones mm-hmm. um, kind of after the economy um seeing that Vulcan come online would be tremendous I you know I'm very much looking forward to that uh because I know a lot of people would would use it and um, even the crucible at, at, a, at a greater extent so okay. it's a toss-up here um in the in the in the in the low teens um, I think that each of them are viable in the next year. Um, okay, but it would just be what CIG chooses to put forward. But if we could get data running and some usefulness out of the MSR that way, I think that'd make a lot of people very happy, very okay. happy. Because um, now you got the full utility of the ship on on display. Cool, Easy C. Thank you for the follow, and Eldrick, thank you for the follow as well. Kimmy, uh, Ops Chief says something here in relation to the data running. He says, not until multi-star systems come in. And I definitely get it. We understand that whole thing of surveillance and, you know, orgs being all over the place. But do you think that they could create some type of uh, initial data running, whereas maybe it's nothing more than an NPC mission? You know, you get it from a terminal that says, go here. There's a certain marker. You turn on your scanner for a few minutes, get something, and then deliver it. Is that something that maybe they could do even with just Stanton? Could they start maybe doing yeah. something like that for data running? Yeah, you you guys both hit on good points. The fact that we need location. Mm-hmm. And but right now it's we need the first iteration as you keyed on uh Griff is the fact of NPCs. Mm-hmm. So you can actually do a test bed or first iteration of data running by uh bringing certain NPCs online to do certain things, whether they're making runs or cargo runs mm-hmm. to a certain area and then that data can be transferred over to a commsat and or such that yeah. will tell of a very valuable like let's just say they can use quantanium as the uh the, the dangling carrot mm-hmm. and use use the data mining and say there is quantanium that's being transferred from uh microtech to um what what's what's the uh, area uh in Lorville mm-hmm. they they they're transporting from uh mm-hmm. microtech to Lorville quantanium mm-hmm. that's a big carrot for someone to say i gotta have that it's, so there's a carrier to say we're gonna have an escort of x amount with the quantanium mm-hmm. huge amounts of quantanium and then you have those npcs to travel there that's a great test bed to do it and then you you get that you can hijack or uh hack mm-hmm. into the commsat after the after the uh the runner it uh transfer it. that information mm-hmm. to the commsat to say well we need to give mission givers to say we need a security de- uh, detail to escort these quantanium sh- these quantanium cargo ships to X X Y and Z, yeah. mm-hmm. and so then all of a sudden you get you go and hack the commsat, get that information, or you can stop or disable the the data runner itself and hack that information. Hmm. And then okay. you have the information, and that's where you have data running become an actual gameplay feature in game. First okay. iteration, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I do agree with Ops. Mm-hmm. When you really have multiple systems, you really can expand on that. Mm-hmm. Colossal, they introduced something into 3.12 that they didn't talk about, which was the INS Jericho, 
right? That didn't come out on anybody's roadmap. <laughs> and uh, a lot of us, a lot of us, I went out with Nihilus one day Jericho, and oh, he and I oh. took about maybe 30, 45 minutes and we stumbled across it. I was out with Ops Chief the other day for two and a half hours and I never ran across that sucker. Is this something that maybe if somebody had a data runner like a Herald, they could go out there and scan it and then maybe come back and sell it? Is that something, I mean, would it take a lot of work to make something just as simple as that? Because trying to find, and those of you who've been into into those clouds, you know that those clouds are huge. They are not small. They look small until you try to drive across yes. one of them, fly across one of them, and you realize how yeah. big they are. You can't find squat. If something's 2,000 kilometers away from you, you can't even see it. So is that something colossal wow. that they could start using those clouds for? Maybe you can detect things in there and then data running could come in. And I'm going to move past data running after this. I mean, well, if you if you think about the clouds, I mean, it's going to be if they're talking about doing what they're talking about doing, it's going to be difficult for me to see that a data runner be able to get stuff from a, through a cloud mm -hmm. because they did say that they were going to put in the type of stats and stuff in those clouds where people's maybe shields maybe would be inoperative or mm -hmm. certain parts of the shit would be functional mm -hmm. or things like that because of what the cloud can mm -hmm. kind of um, uh, cause some intermittencies. Right. And things like that so it's going to be kind of hard for me to see a data runner going through a cloud but um i'm uh, going through those types of um uh nebulas or things like that maybe maybe you can hide in those clouds and and mask your signature who knows mm -hmm. what cig is going to put in there uh, i mean jericho i mean you probably can take a herald and probably listen in because jericho is more like a military installation right Right. You know, tight deal. So you may be able to listen to what's going on. Right. I, I mean, you know, with uh, the, the type of ships that are porting into Jericho, because it's not just your typical small ships. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see yeah. how uh, how they're going to um, monitor mm -hmm. what may be going on out there, yeah. especially with that threat that we're that CIG is talking about for yeah. those groups of people. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. All right, let's jump to the next one then. We talked about the repair and data running at 9%. This is interesting. Medical and VIP transport. Now, what do you think about those? I would. Do you think that that's something that, I, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, VIP transport, I'm a little bit surprised about, to be honest with you. Not medical. <laughs> Not medical. Now, mind you, I want VIP transport. Don't get me wrong. But but I'm surprised VIP transport was at that level. Uh, Kimmy, do you think, which if between those two, do either of those you think would come in first, VIP transport or medical? Which one do you think they might drop in first? Uh, well, you, you're, again, when you, when you look at the basis of the two, VIP transport, it involves NPCs. Mm -hmm. uh, medical, it involves... Uh, more for the iteration of the existing uh, med beds. Mm -hmm. uh, so, with that said, uh, with them working towards persistence, I would probably lean towards the medical uh, in that sense that we already have some of the ships that have the medical beds provided, mm -hmm. and then they can further iterate on that gameplay feature. Especially when we saw the reunion, and I saw the guy, the the main villain with the cybernetic eye. Mm -hmm. Again, that's one of those things to say, oh. Uh, we we can now we're going to start using parts and such mm. to to incorporate into that as as reviving and 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 getting people back online and and things working. And if you go to uh, Delamar, you have a uh, what's her name? She's a mission giver. She has a cybernetic oh, leg already. I mean, Tessa, whatever her name is, yeah, Tessia. Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> I would lean towards medical. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, I would just Kimmy, just so you'll know, Easy CE disagrees with you. He says he needs somebody to fly him around the verse. So that's why he says he's going for VIP transport. Okay, yeah. he says he's going for VIP transport. Oh, Easy C, thank you for this. <laughs> thank you for the subscribe. We appreciate that. Uh, let's move on very quickly here. Past VIP transport. I think what's our next one that we get? Eight percent is refueling. I'm yeah. surprised. Now I do wow. want to see refueling. Um, some of you yeah. all have talked about the fact that was it Kimmy? Was that you? Somebody took a ship out not too long ago and ran out of fuel. I don't remember that which was one. Me. Was it you? I, and, I know I did on the Nomad and. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because the fuel shortage. It was a fuel shortage no, with yeah. that ship. Yeah, but but I was still. like a few hundred feet from the from the hangar, and I'm just floating down, <laughs> and I'm looking up at the hangar, and I'm just twisting, trying to strafe up, like jump up there. I'm like, if I can, I'm like that far away, and I'm just like, <laughs> I could do a damn thing. <laughs> okay. So now, now to Kimmy's point, good oh thing, gosh. good thing that this new. Um, reclaiming thing wasn't in at that time because that would have been one of those cases where you would have wanted yeah. somebody to refuel you. Otherwise, the price he would have had to have paid to abandon his ship would have been sitting there on him. So this is going to make us start paying attention to our fuel gauges a little bit more, right? Yeah. Uh, mind you, if y'all got an Origin 100 series, you ain't got to worry about none of this static, but uh -oh. well, I'll get my plug in on Origin, all right? But um, Can of worms. Yeah, but, but that's up. something to think about. You better start decoupling. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Good truth. Point. That's the truth. Start gliding through space. That's the truth. Set yes. the visions off. Uh, <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, uh, it, let me ask you this: uh, If refueling kicks in, are we going to see? Are we going to see more starfarers? Will they start being used uh, either to refuel more, or will they be used to make money when they're able to pull gases from clouds and actually start refining? Which one do you think it'll be? Will people start using them to make money to refuel people? Or do you think it'll be more because they're using them for industrial purposes? Uh, like I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be more for industrial purposes with the Starfarer. Mm -hmm. I think if you're going to pull refueling online, you're in, and they're serious about that, mm -hmm. you got to pull the Vulcan online. Because mm -hmm. you got to yeah. make it where somebody can get in to the game at the base level to, to experience something like that. Mm. Um, so I... I I know there's a lot of orgs who are ready and itching to pull the starfarers out. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that are ready to pull their their starfarers out and make it that way. But for the little guys, you're gonna need to pull that Vulcan online so you can so they can dabble. Like that's gonna be great um, if you do it that way. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a balance there though, obviously. But I would love to see that. Okay. So you now be careful of misinterpretation. Okay. I was saying now you're gonna add the, the gameplay of drones. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, if you get into the Vulcan, yeah, because that's the way it has to do the work is with drones. Yeah, so that adds a whole nother different dynamic. Hey, Coffee, good to see you. Thanks for stopping in. Sorry Coloss about that. Colossal, I'm going to bounce this one at you. I'm surprised at this one. 7% bounty hunting, way down on the list. Bounty wow. hunting, way down on the list. Um, what's going on with that? After all the hype of being able to go out and get bounties and the Cutlass Blue coming out, it's only at 7%. What do you think's going on with that? Do you think a CIG has not shown it in a way that makes it where people are licking their chops for it? Because we know that the, a lot of the mechanics aren't there. The handcuffs aren't there. Putting somebody, you've got a Cutlass Blue right now, but you can't even put anybody in the chamber, right? Yeah. You think mm -hmm. that that's kind of maybe why people are kind of not really all that motivated by, by it right now? I mean, I think the sound that we heard of the transportation going away was is exactly what's going on with Johnny Hunter. 
My apologies. <laughs> all good. All good, man. All good. I thought that was perfect. It's way, I don't think they're ready for it yet. I don't think they're ready. And um, and, and that, that was, I thought that was perfect sound editing right there. Because yeah. they're just, we, we're still waiting on the handcuffs. You got people who own the cutlass blue who's still waiting on those uh, those batons that they that they said that they would give the batons, up. batons, yeah. You know, the, don't forget the batons. So, and then we got people. I mean, I originally bought the Avenger. Was it the Stalker? I believe mm -hmm. that had the uh, was it the, which one? Which one that had the that had the cells in it? Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. the cells, and they had remodeled, remade, and things like that because right. you couldn't into it at first, and then you know, and they finally um, uh, re remastered them. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think they're still working on that type of tech. I don't know how confident they are yet as far as letting us know what they have if they have anything maybe because they're focused in on other things maybe that was one of those priorities that got pushed back well i'm a little but, nervous yeah. about it because and i thought it's a kimmy because they started it seemed like they were starting to move that way right the blue came out they brought in yeah. body dragging mm -hmm. they talked about the fact that the electron rifle will eventually be able to stun people and knock them yes, out and not it, kill it, it them does. so do you think it's just because it kind of stalled kimmy that it that, that that's why it, that bounty hunting thing just hasn't really gone further because someone here dirk says here that people don't really seem to be into pvp that much now maybe that's because of the prison system oh, no, no. i would say oh oh contraire mon frere okay uh what you see behind me is the fact that how quickly have we seen homesteads become a thing now from sketch to in engine like overnight literally overnight mm -hmm. uh one thing i can say when i say this mandalorian when you start adding these components uh for pvp to happen to, to, to chase bounty, you got to have these locations, these places for them to hide. It's mm. the cat and mouse involved in that. And then when we're talking on the back inside, the FPS, they got to get server timing together. Once they get the server timing, which basically has the same time frames for each server, then they can bring up the server ticks, which will make the FPS experience very snappy. Mm -hmm. So those components there, what I'm saying, will then incorporate or allow them to bring in bounty hunting itself so yeah we need those places to hunt them down and where it's a mission that it's not a, a thing that you accomplish that that moment while you're in game we're talking about weeks if not months mm. to, to have a number of targets you're tracking and all of a sudden something comes up on your mobi and it's like oh that's the one i'm looking for mm. and you have like two dozen on your list to mm. track but you happen to be in that area or mm. there hanging out in that homestead you you talk to the bartender and they say oh yeah he lives down the street he's a bum because he don't even tip me <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so you want to treat people right because of your reputation system right. you get ratted out okay. you will get yeah. ratted out okay so yeah you point. need those components to make uh it's gonna chris is pushing trust me he's pushing fast because he he knows about mandalorian it's a good tie into the reputation system too kimmy thanks for, for, for throwing that in with that uh colossal number six percent farming farming are you interested or are you just not into digging no dirt you just forget that that's not your thing what's uh, are you into farming i mean farming could be anything it could be well, I mean, give me some bios first. Well, 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 well I'm, I'm, I'm saying in relation to that's one of the categories, and I'm assuming they're talking about the fact that we're able to buy land. Is that something that people will want to be, you know, I, I listen, brother, I know how it is. We ain't trying to go back to the fields or nothing. I'm just asking you about farming. Is that something that you, you would be interested in? Y'all know I'm just kidding, y'all. <laughs> 
<laughs> nope. He says no. He said, "I want we shot was in the." No, he ain't doing that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> do, or, do do any of you guys own land? When when the pioneer came out, did any of you guys ever I, buy a plot? I, it's like the pioneer, man. I wish I did. I wish I coulda woulda. I can say the cake. Cake. Appreciate it, man. Okay. Okay. Oh man. Tim, you didn't buy any land either. I didn't get I, get I didn't get in on that, so I, I'm looking for the next go around, and it, probably not to, um, you know, create any agriculture. I know water farms are going to be big, you know, that kind of deal, but um, I would probably get land for like development, and so if, if that does turn into something, it wouldn't it won't mean. I know there's a lot of people who want to play the game as a homesteader, you know, mm -hmm. like I want to go in and mm -hmm. I want to the deal i would probably buy it for investment purposes okay know, nice. to, to fuel the whole deal so yeah we'll see we'll see well, space dirk, cows gotta eat something right hey listen <laughs> hey dirk says uh farming needs an actual use farming for the sake of farming doesn't make sense and dirk what i would suggest is Lammers. easy game mechanic and i'll tell you what the easy game mechanic is because we talked about how in other games like i, I always default to this game star wars stars star wars galaxies how there were people who did nothing but like farming or mining or making clothes. That's all they did. They never literally left their moons or their planets. What you can do is based upon demand in the universe. And this is where Tony Z stuff comes in. If you've got a, uh, um, as, as um, Kenny just mentioned a few seconds ago, if you've got a locale, a homestead, if you've got a small city, if you have a base or someplace that needs food, that needs raw materials, there are people who will be happy to do nothing but plant that stuff and sell it. That's what they will dig doing. And so if it's, a, whether it's a new, um, what's the word I want to, want to call it when people go and set up a new colony and they need to have those type of things sent there. It's got to come from somewhere. Now, sure, we could probably buy it from NPCs, but they could, <laughs> yeah, right. But it could also be manufactured by game <laughs> players who will be more than cool. You guys have already seen that they have these horticulture and these growing places on the moons already. Yes. So imagine now when that's your place, you own it. You're you're making a certain type of something that people like Colossal come and buy from you. He's got the ships to move it. You don't ever have to leave your moon. And he's paying you cash on the spot right there for your stuff that you're making. What are you going to say, Colossal? Right. And and I was about to say it, and Admiral Kusanagi went ahead and, and took it. Thank you, Admiral. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't want to limit ourselves to just land because the Endeavor, the oh, black yeah. horse yes. of all yes. ships, yes. has yeah. two biodomes. And you can farm there. Yeah. And don't forget, those of you, those of us have been in Stasis for a long time. Remember when they gave us those hangers and they gave <laughs> us those plants? And they started giving us and they said, I stopped. This is true. This is true. <laughs> so this is true. Mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. You don't have to be one of those plot lovers over there. You can go ahead and be out in space and mind your space weed. I mean, you're, uh, you're, you're Oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hang on, hang on, Tim. Blackwater, go thank you for the word outpost. That was what I was asking. I want to, we want to give a shout out to Zylo. Zylo, hey. Zylo has a question. He says, why does Kimmy Cat look Z. so cool? That's because Kimmy is cool. That's why he looks cool. All right. <laughs> no, Tim, go fun. ahead. What are you going to say? They're, they're synonymous, Zylo. They're synonymous. <laughs> you can replace Kimmy with cool and you still, everybody. <laughs> um, but you know what the cool thing is, though, what I would love to see happen is um, even with like my homesteaders, with a, even if you're farming in the endeavor or you have a plot of land or whatever, mm -hmm. um, 
the cool thing that would happen is if in the trading, because knowing that um, a lot of people want to see trading come online, in the trading, if Tony Z's uh, Quanta comes through, it would yeah. blow my mind as a finance professional if like futures trading, um, maybe not futures trading, but a futures market came online whereby I'm locking in a price for whatever I'm selling. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of where the market goes, I lock that in and there's a seller or a buyer on the other side. And, and that level of intricacy inside of the mm -hmm. inside of the verse would be phenomenal. I mean, it, it would yeah. make it seem as though making the choice to be a homesteader or a farmer is worthwhile uh, wealth-wise, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of just saying, well, I got to do it because, well, somebody has to do it. Maybe I'll do it on my alt account, you know, just to keep the economy, you know, right wherever right i think tony z wants to make it as like when i make a choice like i want to do this because it looks cool and i and it's going to benefit me you know right. the same way a, a pilot will consider the path and the same way you know a transport person would consider their path i would right. love if that would just it would be more attention to detail and star citizen always has already shown that there's the level of detail and attention to these things is phenomenal so well you know to uh, your that'd point be pretty cool to your point you know when we've gone to the business centers we do see where the market prices are there we've seen where the tickers are rolling right so yeah. for that person who is a homesteader maybe on my homestead i'm growing a certain thing right now but i happen to see that the market is swinging or the demand is swinging another way so now you know kimmy kimmy tells me that he's going into you know a microtech or r corp and i say kimmy do me a favor can you check on the prices of so-and-so maybe i'm going to change out my whole harvest you know what i'm saying based upon right. projections of what i think might happen you know it, it what's going to be the demand based upon wherever I'm at, whatever system I'm in or whatever the case may be. So there's a yeah. whole lot of stuff, like you said, that we can go with. Colossal's over there raising his hand like a school. Yeah, I, I, I got you right. there on this one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> because I was just thinking about it. Thank you, Griff, because, I mean, uh, you guys have seen Farming 19 or whatever it is that is out there. And mm -hmm. it basically- Farming Simulator, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, farming yeah, yeah. Simulator, right? CIG, and, and, and you know, and, and I, we know every planet is going to be different. And if they can get a tech out there or, or some, if there's technology in the game that can sit there and say, okay, at this point, we know that these types of vegetables or biomes, or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, are harvestable on, on this planet. And it's only good at this time of year, maybe at this, maybe a certain time part in the mm -hmm. game that you have, maybe uh, a certain time of day or things like that and mm -hmm. so forth. Uh, maybe you got your MFD that can actually show you um uh, uh the areas that are good mm -hmm. uh what you have in the inventory or even if you have an mfd like maybe an endeavor that has an mfd that's certainly geared towards uh the trade right mm -hmm. and, and you're just looking at the markets that's going on either in that system or if your system is good mm -hmm. the galaxy or what have you mm -hmm. so these are the other things that you know maybe could happen but boy would it be great if you're able to understand the type of land that you're on, if you're not a land or if you're in your own uh, biodome like the Endeavor, mm -hmm. and you're able to uh, make certain items based off of the seasons mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. based off of the type of soil or things that you have that can help that thing grow. I mean, I'm excited, Endeavor lover. That could be cool. That's awesome. Kimmy, go ahead. We'll hit Kimmy one more and then we're going to move gonna on to the next quick. one. I'm going to be real sure, quick. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. With, with all that said, guys, great points. How is it going to happen? You're going to have organizations that it's not going to be a random thing where I'm going to be over here and someone's going to be in Pyro, someone's going to be in Stanton. Organizations are going to say, plot my land right next to my other org member, to next to my other org member, to the other org member. All right. of a sudden, your neighbors, your community. Now, who owns Endeavor? 
Okay, orbit that endeavor right above the planet. Okay, who has land? Okay, go ahead and cultivate the land, grow uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, foliage. Mm -hmm. All right, who has space cows? Put the space cows there, mm -hmm. feed the space cows. Right. But all, what I'm trying to say is you immediately have a community that's a working one that will lend to all the variations of what these ships can do <laughs> and all the resources that these orgs will have. They immediately will come together, day one, immediately, mm -hmm. uh, basically set up shops, set up a community, a village right away and get that thing working. Because they're not going to go from from Stanton to Microtech. They're going to do everything on that particular planet right. and then be able to go out and sell goods and such. But they're going to be self-sustained, basically. Admiral Kusanagi says moo, and I agree. Admiral Kusanagi. <laughs> Whammers. Yeah. You know, and, and to your point, Kimmy. Lettuce, um, tomato, and, onions, uh, pickles, uh, ketchup. <laughs> I'm going to close out this farming piece to say this. Kimmy, you mentioned a good point about how orcs, because I know Test has already talked about doing something similar to that. But there's oh. also going to be those independent people who aren't in orcs, but they will look for a community of other independent people who may build out that homestead, that farming area, you know, people yes. who are like-minded about that career, and they may end up creating community, even though it's not an official quote-unquote, you know, org per se, but they become a community, yes. which is what an org is anyway. Let's move on to this next one, gang. Here's another surprise one, right? We said we were surprised that bounty hunting was so low. The mm -hmm. next one that comes up is smuggling. Now, I'm mm -hmm. a little surprised about that one, considering how big places like um, Jumptown were. Um, mm -hmm. and, and mind you, we know that what happened with Jumptown was the numbers and the, the, the prices changed in which you could make in profit. And we know CIG did that just because, you know, they, they raise it to make it something that they want us to deal with. And then they drop it to get us disinterested to go do other stuff. We get that. But I was at, I was at Microtech a couple days ago. I told Colossal about this. I was at Microtech a couple days ago. It was on my way to New Babbage. And on my map, when I brought up my quantum, was a new place I'd never seen before called... Ooh. I just the you, name of you it might just, just die on me, man. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I had the wrong I'm name here. in my head. It was it. What's the what's the term for the word? The place of the dead. The um. Oh, necropolis. The necropolis. Black, the necropolis. Thank you, Blackwater. Okay. The necropolis. So I'm like, whoa! I've never seen that before. Now maybe it was there and I missed it, but I've gone there plenty of times. So I said, well, I've never seen this before. So I decided to fly down there. Well, on my way there, I noticed that the whole atmosphere was completely different than Microtech. You know, the Microtech's usually got the flowery areas or the snowy yeah. areas. This was right. a barren area, and it looked like the place of the dead. I mean, it looked like de oh. de Death Valley. I, I get down there. I don't know what's there. I get down there. There's a facility there. It looks kind of a spooky-looking facility. You go inside. There is a trade machine in there, and it is selling something. I'm not going to say what for those of you who haven't been there, but I did not hang around. I got back in my ship and left. So <laughs> right. my point is, is that um, it's, it, and I know a lot of people were looking for the tourists, right? Because they, they were worried about being able to have the smuggling compartment. We know we've got the MSR with the smuggling compartment. We don't know if that mechanic is working yet in relation to scanning yet. But is that what it's going to take for smuggling to kind of pick up? Because eight, I mean, it's one of the lower things here that people in the community said they're interested in. They don't see it as profitable, I guess, right now. Well, I think I think it's um, I think it's a correlation between what the community feels about bounty hunting as well, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many other things. In my perspective, is there's so many other things that the team has to work on mm -hmm. to make it so that smuggling uh, you, you you can put together the pieces to smuggle. You know, for instance, mm -hmm. when you think about um, learning where where uh, areas are, 
right? Mm-hmm. You're going to need those data runners to who have found it to maybe broker the information for it. Right. Being able to get there, being able to get stuff onto your ship or even uh, intangible stuff like, you know, things you find on like a USB or like you mentioned before, uh, Griff, scanning areas. There's so many other things that I think come to play that will make this something that a certain group of people would love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's it, it, it maybe from CIG standpoint, there's, it, it might be further down the road. Mm-hmm. And that, and what we're looking at here in the chart is the community is saying, well, that's okay. okay. Right. Like, because there's not a high priority for it yet, as opposed to the higher areas of repair, trade, gotcha. et cetera, et cetera. But once those things come online, I think you'll see those things happening. Okay. Pretty cool. Colossal. Mr. Orange is the new black. Has the prison system, <laughs> has the prison system turned folks off? Has the prison system kept people? Because you were trying to, recently, you were trying to get the police to come after you. Has, do you think the prison system has cut back on this whole thing of transporting widow and stuff like that? Or is it just that it's not profitable enough that people, if the, if the numbers were right, people would be out there doing it? It's not profitable right now. I mean, I've been rehabilitated. Thank you, Klesher. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the numbers, when they when they figure out where the numbers are going to be, um, I mean, it, it's all about risk-reward. And they said that even in this last um, ISC, I believe. So if you're going to, if you feel like that the risk is going to bring in the, the, the you know, the, the more severe the risk, the better the reward, mm-hmm. then they're going to do it. People are going to do it. And right now we know we've seen a scale back in those types of stems or those types of drugs and things like that. But I believe they will jack it back up. Uh, I believe that when they start putting, just like um, uh, Tim said, when they put those different levels of scannings, Mm -hmm. those scanners Mm -hmm. in the game, it's going to make things more interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It it definitely is going to help up with the bounty hunting. I think bounty hunting and smuggling is going to come hand in hand. Because okay. if you look at, if you put both of them together, that's what, 11% mm-hmm. right there, about 12% of the uh, of the deal. So um, so I, I do think that there are a lot of aspects that need to come in in order for that to be a little bit more appreciated okay. and things like that. So when they do up the ante of those drugs, um, uh, then you're probably going to see scanning or people are going to have different levels of, of scanners in the game. And go to Microtech, by the way, if you want to look at different components that are, that, that, uh, you could look at that, that they're looking at to be to be placed in the game. Okay. Kimmy, let me throw this at you. Uh, then we're going to move to the next topic. Smuggling. A lot of times when people thought about smuggling, we think about drugs, we're thinking about contraband, stuff like that, right? But when we watched the movie, The Reunion, there was a person being smuggled, the Banu. Is that going to be another aspect in these ships where maybe missions where you're transporting somebody that you don't want to have scanned or maybe even criminal elements. Cause right now this is mechanic, right? That if, if you're on my ship and you're a criminal and the cops stop us, if they scan and hit you, they stop all of us. Right. And either I got to say, Hey, Kimmy, you got to get out and take a walk or we all going to get into a big fight. Will people start thinking about using the MSR and the Taurus as a means to even move people back and forth without, you know, getting caught. Oh, definitely. Those, those are, those, those types of ships are specifically for that. Uh, it may be even said that uh, the Taurus might do that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's NPCs and locations. And based upon what you guys mentioned, especially you, Griff, when you, you brought up Reunion, mm-hmm. I can pull elements of that. When we looked at that location, let's say that's a smelting area or, or where you can fabricate metals. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're a pirate. And so with NPCs actually working, 
you can actually uh, subdue uh, NPCs, mm -hmm. drag them onto your ship, unconscious, take them to a, a facility like that to be workers to smelt metals or create components, and you make a money. You make your money off of that. Keep in mind. Are you NPCs purporting slavery in the game here, Kimmy? No, I just want to make sure. Trafficking. Oh, okay. Oh, slavery. oh, trafficking. Oh, you got a trafficking slavery. Okay. I just want to know. I just want to know. I'm going back five. Okay. I'm going back five. All right. You going back four hundred, girl? You getting the I just want to make sure. Numbers messed up. Okay. You got to straighten them out. All right. Trafficking. Okay. We're trafficking. Trafficking. Human trafficking. Okay. Rift. I just want to make sure, man. Too I just want to know. Too extreme. <laughs> I can't help it. It's in my DNA. I can, I, I can get the pencil's layer thing, but you were way back. That's good, though. No, but that's a good. But that's anyway. a good point. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Don't no, finish up. Go ahead. That's a good yeah, point. I mean, just you know, if if ninety percent and people, you know, they they haggled over it and and they lamented that oh, 90 percent of the NPCs are going to be uh down. That trolling us and you know mm. no those 90 percent can be a resource mm. be good or bad you can capture them and and haul them up and find out where facilities are will need this kind of labor or work you can force instead of them going to these facilities facilities that they want to go to you can snatch them up and send them to where the pirates want them Colossal uh, the other NPCs. Colossal, you have a true candidate for Sith. That's right, right beneath <laughs> you right now. That's all I'm gonna say to you right now, because this brother talking some serious Darth Maul stuff to me right about now. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. <laughs> he, hey, man, found, he found out how to get labor. I'm watching <laughs> I'm looking at the villains. I'm just saying. I'm just echoing that. I mean, you saw hey, a place hey. for trafficking. I saw a shopping mall. That, that I don't know. There's something different here. I don't know. But okay. All right. Hey, I'm just teasing, guys. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. Touche. Touche to that. Okay. All right. Let's hit this last one. Um, now this is a category that we threw in because we haven't heard much about it. But there's a category here called entertainment, and that one's toward the bottom as well. Um, for those of you who played Star, Star Wars Galaxies, remember entertainers were really big in that game. They were vital to that game, in fact. Uh, they have talked about uh, Fuddy Duddy Gamer, thank you for the follow. Marzipan, thank you for the follow. Asriel15, thank you for the follow. Sire War, thank you for the follow. And Easy C, if I didn't mention your subscription earlier, thank you for that as well. Um, how can entertainers be something in this game? And and and, and, and let me just look at entertainment from a bigger perspective. L Doc, thank you for the follow. Let's look at it from the aspect of we know that um, at Grim Hex they've put in the racing facility over there. Um, we know that they've yes. talked about um, ships like the 890 and other luxury ships may have certain locations that they could go to that are more like resorts. Um, is there is there gameplay in being an entertainer? When well, that could be anything. Well, remember, even for the trailer for the 890 when they came out for the commercial, there was a woman singing opera. Um, it, it, where's the, where can entertainment fit into this game? Because we've got all these places, and Kimmy's talked about this before. They didn't put these different places to sit and park and sit around just for the heck of it. Um, can entertainers have some form of gameplay in Star Citizen? I mean, Star Wars: uh, The Galaxies. It was a way of people to heal when they went to go see them. Is there anything that entertainers could do in this game that would benefit the gameplay? Yeah, I, I can imagine um, a situation where, you know, uh, morale is boosted. You know, if there's some kind of 
you know, if, if, if organizations have like a morale or troops or squads have something that mm-hmm. that way um, boost morale. But having an area, I think it, I think it's good to have it, um, even if it didn't have a mechanic attached to it, mm-hmm. as a way for people to just engage with other people in the game, just in, in downtime. You know, if there was like, you know, I can imagine your local bar having, you know. Yeah. Tuesday night, whatever, Friday night, such and such, you know, and you go down there with, you know, your your org or your buddies, and, you know, I think kind of, Wally's would be a great example, you know, mm-hmm. just how, you know, lively that place can become, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be pretty cool. It could be pretty cool to what see if, that. What, if you, be, what oh. if you became a DJ at Wally's? What if they actually allowed players to go up there and DJ and you could get rated based on performing music. In fact, Dirk C says that he hopes that they can create some type of MIDI data translation in the game so that people could play their instruments and actually it would go into the game. That's pretty <laughs> ambitious, Dirk. It's pretty ambitious. But, my point, but but maybe there is something in the game that people can do as a skill and people rate them and say, you, hey, that was a great song this person did in the game. Is that, you think, I think there'd be people who would probably do that. They sit around and come up with mixes all the time trying to create stuff for the game oh. and, and build yeah. reputation. And if it buffs people in some form, now someone mentioned earlier, uh, what's the word I want to look for? I don't want to use the word that they use, but they they <laughs> they use the that there could be people who are rendering services uh, <laughs> to other people uh, <laughs> as a morale booster uh, that that could possibly happen too. Um, oldest profession in yeah, the world. The oldest profession I in mean, the world. You know, when you get games like um. That wonderful new game that just came out, you know, it just makes me just go there. Oh God, yeah, yeah, Cyberpunk. All right, Griff. So, can, can I take this, Griff? Can I, sure. Can I, sure. All right. So, I mean, it, it, even if we reference Star Wars Galaxies, which is which was one of the best games before they really demolished exactly it mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with the NGE mess. Um, uh, if if you're going to go ahead and go that, then the possibility is that you might be focusing on skill sets or talent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they want to go that route. I don't think so, if, if I remember correctly. Or but couldn't, like it, couldn't it go into reputation, though? So that's that's what I was going towards. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay. So so I was going towards the reputation part because if you look at the, what was the Starliner, I mm-hmm. believe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked about uh, hiring NPCs. They talked about having people come on your ship and having people... Uh, being able to fill out some type of documentation or cards mm-hmm. um, on how well the service was. Right, right. Each and every last one of them. So maybe if they give the the opportunity to maybe hire NPCs that mm-hmm. that that do exactly just that, entertain entertain people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you might have a booth. They might say, "I I want a singer." So you put you hire that you hire a couple of singers or what have you, and you send them over to booth twelve. Mm-hmm. Or you send them over to, you know, uh, they're, they're going to be singing at, 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 at this time for maybe 20 minutes or an hour or something like that. And if it's great, the people love it, depending on what type of what type of clientele you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm quite sure you're not going to have somebody who's going to be out there doing, uh, you know, heavy metal. And you got a bunch of sophisticated people out there talking about that. I don't want to listen to that, you know, or things like mm-hmm. that. So you got to pick and choose what types of singers or what have you, you know, that, that you have that's that's going to accommodate. Uh, or, or be empathetic to the type of clientele that you have mm. um, in order to build that, that reputation. So if they're talking about iterations of reputation, that would be a good start off. Okay. Um, uh, if you're talking about entertainment, mm-hmm. um, so that way you can continue on building your, your reputation in that galaxy mm. or that part of the system. Well, somebody in chat tied in the broadcasting and saying maybe the, those two 
could go hand in hand in some form too. Um, we've yeah, talked about yeah. the fact that there will Outdoor be people events. who will be using that Mako to cover different things, whether it be a race, the Daymar rally, whether it's some type of battle. And maybe there are people who are literally, they're broadcasters, right? And that falls into a category uh, that they can get reputation for, you know, for their news van, with their, whatever they're reporting on. Um, and maybe there's some aspect, because I know we've talked about this thing. I know, Colossus, you've talked about these screens that are all over the game, that they're there for a reason. And they're, they're place holders right now. But ultimately, we want to be able to see things streamed that come across there. And whether it's people who have the ability to stream uh, in a local area or a system, that will be very interesting to see how they create a mechanic for that. But I, I really would like to see, you know, we talk about having a holistic game. I would love to be able to see for those people who literally, and I'm telling you, I know it sounds crazy. It was crazy for me in Galaxies, but there were people who were happy sewing clothes. That was it. They were just content with making people's clothes and getting paid. You know what I yeah. mean? And I would love to see that in That's this awesome. game with entertainment, that people who say, hey, I, you know, I work at a certain casino or whatever it is, right? And that's that's my job in the game. And I get paid. People pay me when I'm there working. Whether it's even, we've got the NPC bartenders. What if there are people who are able to do bartending at a homestead, right? There's a local bar. You built that homestead with your pioneer. And this person is able to, you know, dispense food and drinks from there. So I'm, I'm just saying there's so many different ways that we could see, even though it's one of the lowest level, I think entertainment is number four, the lowest one is broadcasting. I think we've hit the last two. Go ahead, Kenny, you know, what are you gonna say? Even with our, uh, real quick, even with our uh, political leaders, senators in game, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I envision like areas like Terra or Earth have these open air pavilions that they're due to speak mm -hmm. and they're gonna make an announcement based on what's gonna right. happen to the verbs going forward as far as, you know, as you said, Tim, uh, once they're in place, what is their plan going forward? How are they or how are they going to address the people from time to time? Maybe they have quarterly announcements, and then that gets videotaped or uh, uh, recorded mm -hmm. across the verse. As well yeah. as uh, we got a Pedro Camacho mm -hmm. in those same pavilions. He does a he brings in NPCs that do he loves he he personally said I spoke with him. He personally loves jazz. Can mm -hmm. you imagine how relaxing that is? to be with your friends at the pavilion, looking at each other, listening to the music, mm -hmm. his music. Yeah. So there's cool. no copyright issues. Oh, that'd be <laughs> awesome. That would be, that would be cool. That would be very cool. Okay, well, let me close out uh, with this question to my hosts here today. Um, my question to you guys, what's your Christmas wish? for Star Citizen right now. If there's something that you would wish for now, mind you, next week's show is going to be talking about 2021. So, wow. I, I, but I want to ask, what's your wish? What's the thing that you want to see? By the way, Kimmy, you and I have a standing bet that ends at the end of this month, and I don't know if you remember it, but I, I'm going to wait till the December 31st because it ain't over with yet. And if it's if if we get to January 1st, I'm going to remind you of the bet because you and I took a hard <laughs> bet back in like May or June. Mm. I'm so nervous. okay, yeah, it's nothing bad, but you're gonna probably chuckle <laughs> about it when I tell you about it because I was a little oh, nervous about God. this bet too. Um, anybody got it? Let me start with tenth. Tenth, what's your wish for something for Star Citizen? Yeah, this, uh, this is this, this is. Uh, I'm ready for this. I was ready for this all show. Okay. Um. So guys, you know when you watch TV and they're selling commercials on cars and whatever, mm -hmm. and the gentleman or someone always gets. There's significant other, and they, they they open a box, and there's a key to a vehicle, and the vehicle is outside, uh -huh. and it's wrapped in a bow. Okay. I would love for that 
Is Zylo still here? Because I would love to hear him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would love to have a 400, an Origin 400, wrapped in a bow in my hangar. Ooh. For Christmas. Oh, for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas, huh? Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna that's, even that's look me. at the, I'm not gonna even look at the list to see if he's still here or not. So we'll just we'll just, <laughs> we'll just let that float out into the ether, you know. I'm just gonna let it go. What it's worth. Okay. Anybody's, All anybody's, right. Uh... Kimmy, how about you? What's your uh, your Christmas wish for Star Citizen? Oh my God, this is this is not a hard one. Um, all right. He, he says, "Well, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a trap." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. That, that this is yeah, a trap. <laughs> well, well, as you know, that 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 alien, uh, mm. he's he's water based. So, mm. I would love to see uh, underwater gameplay submersibles, mm. which will open up the door for maybe uh, farming or uh, harvesting kelp. Yeah. Also, the the a new iteration of mining itself, uh, uh, salvaging as well, seeing uh, crashed vessels underwater. As mm. Also, um, more aliens being introduced, uh, 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 very intelligent aliens underwater, uh, mm. uh, dangerous creatures, okay. like we saw in the, uh, re, 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 uh, the reimagining of the Star Wars series, mm -hmm. when they were actually underwater, and you mm -hmm. saw the large uh, sea creatures, mm. so that opens up so many dynamics, and as, a, as far as the business model, and I know Chad's like, oh no, here we go again, but yes, submersibles. Uh, having a, or having a vessel that can carry a submersible that can land on top of the water, as well as the fifth element of the 890 being able to. Sit now listen, on top you're going into my area now. You I'm, just, I'm, stole, I'm you just took seven. You just, I said one wish. You put seven <laughs> out there, welcome. and you just you're stole welcome. mine. Go ahead. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate you mentioning that though. You're welcome, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> all right, Colossal. What's your what's your one wish that you see for Star Citizen? I mean, with with all due respect to the 12 days of Christmas, you know. No criminal status, some no mad, no more thirty Ks, and a merchant man in my hangar. I mean, oh wait a minute, you gotta, I gotta hear that again. Please oh, hit us with it. Oh my god! You get one shot. The moment has passed. We can never. <laughs> he said, he said, you gotta watch it on YouTube. He said, you gotta watch it on YouTube. Watch the vod, Kimmy. Watch the vod. <laughs> you got That's me. You funny. got me. That is oh, funny. Oh my god! No, you did it. That was good though. That was good. <laughs> No, Kimmy, Kimmy hit it on the head. I would love to see us venture into, you know, we've looked at space, we've looked at Terra, but to be able to look at the underwater dynamic would be interesting. But I was going to be greedy on the Origin side that, yes, I would love to see the Origin 890, the 600, be able to land or be on water as well as land. That would it be has my to wish. Happen. That would be it my has wish. To happen. I would love to see that happen with that ship in particular because it would also justify the investment on those ships as well. That's another aspect sure. of it too, that they did something very unique that other ships don't do other than look good. So Montreal, Canada. Think about Montreal, Canada too. They need a full complete planetary tech Oh, yeah. uh, 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 gameplay or uh, mechanic before it's handed off. They need underwater capabilities, so that they have everything in-house. Mm -hmm. You can't hand off cool. anything halfway done. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right, well, we are going to wrap it up. We have had a robust conversation today with our Christmas wishes and reviewing of 2020 with Star Citizen, and next, next week, we are going to be moving toward our show on 
2021. Those of you who follow us on Friday Night Live, we will not be meeting for the rest of the year on Friday Night Live because of Christmas and New Year. So we'll see you guys in 2021. And uh, next, Saturday, next Saturday, we will have a special guest on the, the Space Tomato, who is all the way over in India, is going to get some good sleep and be on with us next week for us to talk about what we're looking for and expecting in 2021. So we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you all for hanging out with us today. We thank you for all of our new followers. We thank you for the subscribers. We thank you all for all your great interactions and chat as always. You guys always keep our chat very lively and fun. And of course, we want to tell you guys <clears throat> to happy Kwanzaa, happy Christmas or Merry Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah just went by, happy Hanukkah. And of course, we want to say happy Luminali. That just this week, Luminalia, this week, starting December 22nd. Don't forget. And by the way, they put a really special piece in. There's a lot of contests and stuff going on this week. You guys make sure that you all keep an eye open for those contests. But here's the thing that you really want to dig into. Star Citizen CIG this year has a new thing that says if you get a new person to sign up, they will give you and that person a dragonfly, a Drake dragonfly. This is pretty good stuff just to get somebody to sign up for the game. So I would highly suggest that you take advantage of that because that is really good. I think it goes to like December, I forget the date, the 11th, the 7th, but check it out. And it's LTI. Thank you, Admiral. It's LTI on top of it. So if you guys want to get a dragonfly from CIG just for pumping it up and telling somebody about this great game, you guys definitely take advantage of that. Uh, Ten Sigma, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, um, I don't stream, uh, but I'm on the shows. So you find me on uh, Soul Citizens or uh, back at Vector27, which is my org. Uh, we usually cover the news. Um, we're trying to figure out how that might work in the new year, um, just due to some changes. But we usually cover the news as well um, in a different kind of format. But you can always uh, find me here with the, with the crew of Soul Citizens. Love being a part of this group. You guys are amazing. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays, whatever you want to say to everyone here. Great show tonight, boys. Thank you. Kimmy, you the man. Where people can find you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're going to find me here. Soul Citizens on Sundays, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you're going to find me sometimes on Friday Night Lives. It's really late. I like hanging out. And you're going to find me on Kimmy65 uh, on Twitch as well. Uh, Got to say, uh, without this community and what SIG is doing, this none of this would, would be possible. And I got to say, great group of guys here. Uh, guys, uh, you, you, you've blown my mind. And, and I, I cannot say enough about you all. Uh, happy holidays to y'all, man, and to the best of it, to, to the best all of you. Thank awesome. you so much. Thanks, Kimmy. Thank you. And Colossal, where can people find you? Uh, you'll find me on. I mean, it's vacation time. So I'm on vacation. Yay. So I got to go ahead and play with the testes and Griff. Yes. And, you know, and Kimmy is always good to see you. And Tense as as well is always good I'm to see you. Back at you guys. And uh, to enjoy the uh, the Festivus and um, and the Suli. And uh, it's time to celebrate. It's a celebrate. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to celebrate the new year. Get rid of the old one and bring in the new one with my brand new merchant. Man. And all this good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're way too excited. Uh, Happy New Year. Be safe to you all. Mm -hmm. And we are still looking for that Origin 400 and the Crusader <laughs> C2. We are looking for those That's bad it. fellas to come out within 3.12 something. So 
Let's 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 hope that that happens. That would be another great Christmas wish. You guys, I'm, I'm demoing the Eye Tracker Five, y'all, on my channel. Uh, I'm, I'm oh, so yeah. check that, check it out. So I'm gonna give you some feedback and and some go tos. Uh, there's some little things that are different uh, according to the uh, because the 312 changed a lot. So I'll be looking out. Uh, uh, hit me up on or DM me on Discord or whatever. Uh, I can give you some hints on that. But uh, it's I like it. Okay, you guys be sure to check out Kimmy65 on Twitch. Thank you guys so much for your time. As always, we are going to raid someone new and different, Mops33. You guys give Mops33 a shout, say hello, follow. He's only got seven people there, so be a little friendly to him. Say soul citizen, send some love. I'm going to stop in in a couple seconds, but uh, encourage him. It's the holiday. Don't forget about the Luminali this Tuesday, starting on December 22nd, two days. Uh, tell people about Star Citizen. You guys enjoy the holiday. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves. And as always, peace, love, and soul. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Take care.